you're listening to Thursday Nights, a season four, episode 93. Days blur together We're as your time in Diva Mascar. So many hours of it spent cooped up in your manor. Your modest manor. You've spent this time learning about Deepa Mascar, the culture, the laws, the uh, dangers, the dangers, the intricacies, the, the layout. And where uh, and and the those in power and those no longer in power because they've been assassinated in their castle. Right, so uh, they no longer have that power. Throughout this time, you've learned of the five high houses of Deepa Mascar, the uh, the model of one ruling house and the other four being houses that run most of the services of the city. There's almost no part of the city that doesn't have the money from one of the five high houses deeply involved in its function. You've learned of Deep Hall, the town. You could call it a town to the north of Deep Amaskar, or, uh, to the north of Fakon's city, the capital of Deep Amaskar, but it functions more like a district for you get on a transportation Device. Thirty minutes later, there you are at Deep Hall. It's just simply a day trip away. Deep Hall or Dark Hall? It's Dark Hall. You guys have messed me up. <laughs> you guys kept calling it Deep Hall. Something guys like me. It's Deep Hall. Hall is Dark Hall. It is Dark Hall. In Dark Hall is the Casiqua Experimentation Center, and that is where House. Casiqua performs their more secretive and sensitive experiments, uh, providing the greatest innovations to the Deep Empire, uh, which can be seen throughout everywhere you've been, the evidences of the Casiqua technology. You've also learned of the counterterrorism uh, unit in Deep Amaskar that exists to seek out and remove the influences of those that would think too differently from the established powers. You also learned, and this is new information by the way, I forgot to slip it in before, so I'm just gonna like pretend like it's part of the recap. I like We've it. Learned. You all have to go, man, I don't remember him saying that, but I do drink a lot during these You're learning days. that your character's new. You are now learning that your character's new all along. That one of the things that Oilvane saw present multiple times in the counterterrorism unit on multiple of these evidence boards and prominent in Deja Parmentor's yarn board, evidence board, <laughs> is this Deepamaskari uh, word, 
sigil. Not sigil. What's the wrong word? Uh, Rune? I just mean like a, a word, but cooler word for uh, word. What's the one? Uh, ideogram? Ideogram. That's uh, it doesn't translate cleanly, although in consulting with Scrimcorn, you find that the closest translation would be other blood. A word uh, uh, seen in multiple of the wanted criminals in the counter-terrorism unit. And other blood. <clears throat> Doesn't sound important at all. You can ignore it. That rings a bell. I think that, that did get dropped at some point. Okay, it got, dropped, it got last dropped last week. Not any week before that. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> uh... Other blood uh, you have come to learn is uh, extremely uh, illegal in the Deep Empire, met with swift and decisive punishment for anyone that would, uh, anyone that has any interaction with such things. We can learn is it like we all know about heroin, but it's something that's highly illegal, or is it just like no, you talking about like nuclear like material, which you don't even like? There's no talk of it circulating if it is at all. There's no talk of it circulating if it is at all. Not no, not like yeah, it's illegal, but it's on the streets. No, 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 no. Yeah, this is like trying to smuggle a nuclear weapon somewhere. Yeah, that yeah, kind of, that, kind that of bad. level of of. of uh, he has weapons grade uranium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, 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 mm-hmm. that's, that's okay. Yeah, in fact, this is something that you wouldn't have really. You, you don't hear people talking about it on the street. Right. You wouldn't have picked it Most up on general things. It. It's going to this counterterrorism unit. Sort of drew your attention to this word and this thing. And uh, you have also entered Fakon's castle in the cover of night to assassinate a senior official of the government, the one who is in charge of the counter Is it assassination if you're just robbing a guy? Well, if you kill him, it is not assassination if you're just robbing him. Well, but that's killing not him to what rob him. we did. That's assassination. Oh. Because he's special? I think if you said you're I'm gonna go, I don't know. What's the difference between a murder and assassination? Well, we Alexa, went there what's the definition of assassination? Now we're on the list, Greg. Thanks. Shh. Sorry, I'm not sure about that. What? No, Good definitely answer. not. Good answer. What is the definition of assassin? Alexa, what is the definition of assassination? Okay, so it just means murder, but especially, so it really is just uh, If I ever get murdered, game. will you make sure that they call it an assassination? If you get murdered, I will be sure that the press refers to it as an assassination. Thank you. Thank you. Usually, like, all I'm I guess it's just someone needs to benefit from your death. I mean, I can think of a number of people. I mean, based on my conversation earlier tonight, I have a great life insurance policy. I have a great death. You give me the list of those names, I'll make sure one of them gets pegged for the murderer. Oh, excellent. Because if it's just some nobody, I will make sure that's not the story that gets told. Oh. Um, it's also on two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could be. Do you have any enemies, Kaylin? Yes. Okay, so, uh, assassinating a senior official of the Fatcons, uh, of House Fatcons, who is the head of the counterterrorism unit, as well as two private security guards in the, uh, that were in the room with him. That's right. As, uh, Dan has pointed out in Slack here, although it's getting pushed down. You're also assassinated. <laughs> is the, uh, your masks that you currently have is a child that, uh, Aurora has sure. been wearing a lot. Sure. Uh, a Kasequa guard 
that uh, Drewston currently has at Deep. Give me those piece of that green paper you got over there. It's our only real paper that we got for writing. We could use that to this? put a little. Who's wearing the garden? Had a green paper you got. Tear me off a sheet of that. Yeah. Oh, my my notepad. Yeah. Here you go. I was thinking we could. I don't know. Put little hanger overs over your thing or something. Oh, yeah. All right. That's what I'm about. Okay. So you have a child, a Kasiko guard, two Fakon's bodyguards, one Fakon's director of counterterrorism, a house narrow nobody, and a uh, house Boravi, very pretty. Boravi. His mom thinks he's someone. <laughs> and we said that when we're basically looking at, at uh, changing those around, it would be useful to have. So people from different. Right. We don't want them all. So you have those identities, and you have just in this night acquired this director of counterterrorism and his two bodyguards. I love that we call it acquiring now. Drewston. Acquired the hell out of him. Uh, 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 what more would is Drew, would Drewston have probed the mind of this uh, person? Are you trying to get into this place, or uh, what's going on? I think he would want to know once they are in what is the path to contact Uh yeah, so Drewston using his wily magics. That's what we're gonna call it from now on. I just decided. His wily magics. The wily magics of Drewston the Green. Yeah. Of the Green Wizard. The Green Wizard. His signature move is to turn flames green. Mm-hmm. Now that he has this guy's self, he is totally creating an image of an old green wizard to be when he goes into the Uh Drewston probing the mind of uh, of one of the guards outside of the Kasiqua Experimentation Center finds out that, Kas- that Taita Kasiqua is not uh is not exactly in a state that uh, that was expected for as he digs deeper into this mind, he finds that the Taita Kasiqua is uh, has become or is now, he doesn't get the history of it, a uh, a consciousness that is throughout the experimentation center. Uh, uh, overseeing many of the highest profile experiments inside the uh, the Kasiqua Experimentation Center and is consulted with by speaking to uh, uh, these hovering orbs uh, that are placed in each of the high profile experimentation uh, rooms. Various, Does he get uh, this sense in D&D terms? Is Titus soul within here, or is this like a copy of Titan? Uh, he gets the sense that this guard wouldn't know the okay. difference. Yeah. He also gets the sense that this is a uh, tightly held secret for this truth oh. that he finds in the guard's mind is a uh, behind a couple locked he doors. He sees it. It's behind a couple of <laughs> locked doors. Not like a deeply repressed thing, just something that yeah. there are guards that this, this they wouldn't talk about it in casual conversation. This is well known inside the experimentation center, but anyone that operates regularly inside the experimentation center is well versed in following a strict NDA. So uh, it's just it's just one of those things that, yeah, everyone knows it in there, but they don't breathe the breath of that outside that. It's mm-hmm. It's... Uh, considered one of the many 
uh, secretive experimental truths that are... You have to uh, sign a non-disclosure agreement. This society seems like it's one of kind of like... We said controlled information with a high cost if you like step out of line. So I imagine there's just like a lot of just things that aren't talked about in general. Absolutely. It kind of seems like that. So people who are good at keeping secrets and like, you know, controlling information are ones that may rise and be entrusted with this. Absolutely. Okay, I think uh, then since much as Drewson would want to push it. All right, so Drewson and uh, Baron will learn all this when you tell him. Yep. Drewson and Baron are back at home as our intrepid assassinators, Scrimcorn, Aurora, Bearjaw, and Oilvane. I got dimples now. Mock was... Mock did his own thing. He rolled a one on a skill check. I can't remember really well what happened. I think he was like barking up some tree to like access people who would... All right, I'm just going to assume that Mox literally spent the day barking at a tree. That is... I think he did exactly that much. (laughs) Uh, He he came down to one idea and one roll and he rolled a one. And then he listened to everyone else's cool shit. So... (laughs) So, Scrimcorn, Bearjaw... Oil vein, Aurora, with their new identities, arrive back at the manor. The magic of the sanctum, whatever your spell is. The magic of Drewston's yes. sanctuary. Sanctuary. Use a pencil. More than kind of private sanctum. Oh, I assumed that you had your own name for it, like everything. No, he copied it. Oh, he copied it. Oh, all right. So that is just not a Drewston original. I mean, you could call it Zolmar's private sanctum. Zolmar's we should call it Zolmar's private sanctum. Okay, private sanctum. There we go. Rhea, the, the magic of Zolmar's private, clock themed. private sanctum, recognizing through the disguises your allies and mm-hmm. allowing them in through the... There's a password that you can say as well. Through the threshold. But Fate don't. has many facets. My tea has many facets? I don't know how I did that so perfectly. All right, you guys are here. Invisible still. In the scene. Um. Oh, oh, I found, I found Taita. I found Taita. Oh, oh. Where is she? Where is she? They are wearing oh, different yeah. identities. It as was well. Where is she? a she, right? Yeah. 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 She's um, a she. Oh, oh, no, no, not faces. That's all very official. Um, <laughs> yours looks a little squished, very tall. Small <laughs> package. Uh, oh, where, are you not wearing the? I'm still so She's wearing the child. Oh, the cops. She's doing her small voice. Okay. It's just her voice. Uh, Taita, uh, her her soul or her being or something is contained in magic orbs throughout the experimentation center. Yeah, right. around it's the experimentation a, like, center. Three different, very similar names. <laughs> I keep getting it. Oh, the KEC, like trapped. Uh, Prisoner. I didn't know, uh, but we've got to get through. Access and one of the orbs is a way to access Taita. We're so close. What, 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 do you have faces? Do you have faces for us? We have. It seemed like we'd need Kasequa identities to get any further past than we did. How many do we got currently? Well, we have the guard. I'm a little worried about Gaining some suspicion though. We only have the Kasiko Guard, the Fakon's director of counterterrorism, and he motions to yeah. Oil Vane, 
Could that may get us in then? Do they not have a power over the Then when he says that, does Drusen react to that at all? That they have the investigation? That they have the the Afakon's director of counterterrorism. He's okay with it. He is. Oh, okay. I'm just. Yes. Yeah. No. The first. They're all machines. Is, okay. This is you. beyond morality now to him. Uh, beyond morality. He knows. I mean, they're so close to the price. He's willing to sacrifice morality for this. Uh, he says, "Oh, the the director. That's perfect. Afakon's has power over all the all the other houses. Uh, isn't that right? Uh, could." Could we may say that we're investigating that a very shady character that uh, that terrorist whose face was blasted across the skies make our way into the experimentation center and talk to Taita? Shall we go now? To do what? <laughs> to do what with the director? Yeah, sorry, I was distracted. <laughs> Will tell me. Have these my ties? He says. Will tell me. What are the risks of the, of of going in full steam, young Drustin? The, the risks are that we die like anything else. But the reward is we talk to Titan is the most important thing right now. We are so close, and at any moment we could be discovered. The Death Squad could be knocking on our door in but an hour. We must go now. Make sure I understand. You're suggesting that the counterterrorism director identity would be enough to get us through the gates? With the knowledge of deeper mastery politics that Juicen has learned in the last uh, many days, does that seem like that is something that could happen? The House Facons is, that is yeah, in that charge. Is in charge of this place for sure. They are the ruling house. The sanctity, however, of the independent operation of the other houses is uh, is very high here. There is a lot, what you've observed is a lot of conflict, direct conflict between the houses. There are, uh, I mean, to call them- It's an unstable alliance. To call them at war would be only barely overstating the, the situation. War. It's a shadow war. There's mm-hmm. a lot of, you've, yeah. you've sensed a lot of a lot of just below the surface, like suspicion and strife, and uh, you know when you're wearing the colors of when you're wearing the sigils of a particular house that you are pledged to, and you are in the territory of another place and using the services there, you can. But it's met with a lot of suspicious eyes. That being said, House Fecons is a bit different. They don't hold significant territory in any of the cities because they are the ruling house. And as has been for millennia here in the Deep Empire, the ruling house, which does change, but not very often, um, that is part of how they operate, is they don't hold territory. Otherwise, there's there's a fear that then it would only be one house ruling it all. It's the sort of their own version of checks and balances of the system. Let all the rest be warred over and competed over. Uh, but the ruling house is there to, um, is to provide a, an order above all the rest. So, could a senior House Casequa official get into the Casequa Experimentation Center? It's not impossible, but it's also not a sure thing. A lot better chance than any of the other non-Casequa identities, by a lot. Yeah. Okay. We still need some tricks and the, backup plans prepared. The other thing that is definitely uh, evident to you all, and I'll 
put this out there for if we were minutes after this event happened rather than two weeks after this I also happened. remember a thing. The people going in out of the facility didn't have like a thing, like a gem or a key card or a code. I remember that mentioned now. I yeah, uh, called you, back. You, you are correct. Yeah, they had a uh, like an access token. An access token. And it, it deactivated when that person wasn't holding it. Uh, this identity that you have taken, it's not going to last long. Yeah, exactly. Um, doesn't show up to work the next day. Maybe not a lot of suspicion. Maybe someone senior enough can just play hooky for a day without being noticed. Maybe not. Hard to say. This place is... It depends on what this, their calendar looks like. This, Yeah, this place, and, and you don't know... Uh, so this identity that you've taken is uh, has a very limited um, shelf life. Uh, shelf life. That makes would sense. Be your expectation. Uh, high profile identity is going to be a lot of a lot of scrutiny. And just metagame, mm-hmm. we do have one guaranteed eighteen roll as long as Tristan is there. True. So okay. we've got one. That tells you ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, one lie that will work. If there's more out of character stuff, I'm just going to jump so, in yeah. character. You're you're pretty confident that. That uh, a Fatcon's senior official could uh, could talk their way in with the with the right sort of convincing story, mm-hmm. but that it will be met with you know there will be some resistance. You got to go in. You got to go in with expecting some some resistance. But, but, not um, there no. must be a pretense. Scream um, <clears throat> says, "I know, I know you're excited, Dresden, and we're very close." But. I don't know if any of you have had any run-ins with the law around here. A few. They, um... They did not end well for the law. I've been keeping an eye on them, and they're not to be trifled with. He said the one I interacted with was suspicious, he was confident, and he was equipped to deal with people like us. He says, we, we can try, we can try getting in using, using that face. I think one alternative would be to use the authority of that face quickly within the next couple days before it becomes suspicious. Use that authority to get in contact with someone who would have the authority to go in and make a new mask. So we use the use the big name of the Thakons to get a big name in Kasequa. That way we have a little a little more risk outside the facility, and if things go bad. We've only risked that. It's like Once if we have that. Stone only people. Wait, what? Tristan no, says... does that thing where he makes lots of them, and then we hop from one to another. But it's like people. We do that with people's faces a, a lot. A face brickstone. Tristan <laughs> says, uh... You are saying we need the price of more Baldi's screen? He says... <clears throat> it's either them or us. He yes. says, my destiny is like... A knife being sharpened when we're at the point of it. This is the moment of the first cut. I'm willing to do what we have to do. I remember what Mock tried to do. He tried to figure out the fuck connection exists between Pentecostiqua uh, and the, the dwarves. The dwarves. Like, why does he have any connection at all with the uh, dwarves? That rings a bell. And there was no evidence of that. And Mock is kind of like, you know, sits... A, a beautiful glower on his face, on his glowing features. Says, um, uh, uh, he rolled a one. He did. He got nothing. He had like a total four. He gained no he information. Did. No, he did. But um, okay. uh, I'm gonna change that. Please. Okay. Uh, 
he still wasn't able to figure out the connections, but he did observe some things. He knew from he knew from uh, Drustin's uh, investigation, uh, uh, learning about uh, one of Taita's um, most prominent, uh, certainly most noticed uh, contribution to the technology of the deep uh, of the deep empire is these uh, is these street lamps. These street lamps that are not just used to illuminate, but are also used as, as beautiful uh, uh, decorations of the city, as uh, uh, time signalers, and also, as you saw when the law enforcement put the city on uh, on lockdown, they were also used for uh, for alerting systems. They are just ever present through the city, and they're they're very very versatile, and and you can't be anywhere and not see them. And as Mock was trying to figure out what this connection was more of studied these a bit closer and not obvious to anyone but the most accomplished and trained crafts dwarf in all the land and all this land the three dwarfs here I'm the best the influences the influences are subtle but they're there and it takes a bit for Mok to even notice that as he's wandering the town, as he's as he's trying to get these answers. He rolled a one, like he's just yeah. getting nowhere, and like just sits and stares at one of these lamps. And then he sees, he sees like the hammer strike pattern on just one part of the metal here, and like looks around to the other side, and he sees just like there's a particular style of uh, a particular style of the way a facet connects. With a uh, with a different material and the way that the, the that the material is folded over in such a way as to protect from long term wear and just like these tiny little things that he's engineering details these engineering details they're subtle they're small things hmm. but there's just enough different ones that he's seeing the dwarven influence okay. hmm. but that's all he gets and he says <clears throat> again with this. Uh, Christine Glower on his face. The Glower that would go on the cover of GQ. He says, uh... Glower Weekly. Glower Weekly? <laughs> Glower you, uh, Weekly. He said, <laughs> you're very hasty to find Titekusikwa and to take, to push all the chips to the middle of the table. Take our risk now. And there was wisdom in this. As you said, Scrim, there is, uh... There was an expiration for this mask. Yet I find it, uh, I find it unnerving that in these weeks we have yet to identify even a remote possibility of an ally. There's no one in this entire city who seems like they may be able to help us in good faith. And I refuse to believe that that's the case. He says, there must someone here be a, a sympathizer to our cause, or else a person like Taita would never exist at all. And I've seen evidence dwarven workmanship here in the very communication systems that exist. These, these lights that, that signal and illuminate a fundamental piece of infrastructure and these telltale signs. He says there is perhaps some time to be spent finding an ally, someone who may be able to willingly take us to what we need. For Taita was inaccessible, but by no means by no means was she wrongdoing in her efforts. Hmm. Yes. I, yes. and <clears throat> I think that another thing I have in mind might be the perfect application of the Facon's 
counterterrorism director before it expires, because if there's someone to be found sympathizing with our plight, it would be someone that counterterrorism group would be keenly interested in. Mox Tally says, now you're thinking. And furthermore, it sounds like uh, who had the Snowbane, the Yarns, that was Otachi. Oilbane and Aurora. That was you guys. So what, you guys like went into the... Um, it went into the office to get like a that? tour before. The office... Uh, Wait, everyone wanted it was the office of counterterrorism. Oh, it was the yeah. place that we... Okay. So and we he went, went and he saw the... It was a different They were office. all at a birthday lunch. Yeah. It was a different office from the one where the place where we assassinated. That was the castle. Where you did the assassination the at the castle. Mm-hmm. castle. Okay. No, because it's not run by Fakons. Yeah, this one was the narrow house. Uh, office? It is. is uh, we, we, have, we were the right family. It's either Barabi or Narrow or something it's, like it's that. It's House Narrow. Yeah. House Narrow, which should be in the uh, the blue area, has the uh, um, has the counterterrorism. the counterterrorism uh, office. They 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 operate it. Uh, House Falcons is the. They are formally in charge of law enforcement and imprisonment, and therefore they are formally in charge of that. But as with all the services, as, for, as I mentioned before, it is House Narrow that sort of like has the the contract to yeah. sort of run that. And that is where Oilvane saw gotcha. the board with uh, uh, with Deja Parmentor as uh, as one of the number one, if not the number one, most wanted. Uh, public terrorist, enemy public enemy of the Deep Empire, and uh, also um, Snowbane. Um, as the scrim says, so I think that before this mask's expiration, I think the three things we want to try to do as quickly as possible is find someone who would be sympathetic to our cause, use it to get some Kasequa faces that could potentially get into Dark Hall. What if we used it to get all the information they have on Deja Parmenter and Snowbane? And the third thing would be to use it to get everything on Deja and Snowbane. Good idea, found- Drustin. If only I'd gotten to my third point. <laughs> You're saying they might be the first oh, two. Drink, drink, drink. <laughs> they might be the first two things. Cause it was such a wise thing to say. They, they might, you know... Have extra resources and allies and whatnot if we get a hold of them. He says, I agree. If if those two are the are the same thing, that's great. But I definitely don't want to miss our chance to get information on Snowbane with this mask, which would be the best equipped to do so. And are you remembering what your lead on that was? The reason you got the identity in the first place? The identity of of the director of counterterrorism. Uh, was to put the screws to the guy who pushed me against a wall. No, so bad. I'm sensing that you guys have forgotten the main reason you got that identity because no one's mentioned it. So I, no, I don't, no, I don't no, want to no. push you guys into doing something. Yeah, no, 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 no remind us. No, 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 Oil Vane had specifically around. saw that there was an interrogation record that, that talks about Deja oh. and Snowbane. That's right. The and he got turned away from and the files. He went down to the archives and couldn't get past to the old lady, uh, the old lady, oh. who was Real like, "You need proper authorization to check something out from the archive library." So you said, "Let's go get someone that can," and you got the director. I that was authorized. Yeah, I specifically <laughs> wanted to get a guy. 
who could push around the guy who made me feel small. <laughs> so that, that was the, my explicit. So that 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 what you guys were driving to before was you want someone that could okay. get into those archives and get that document. So and so Justin says, really shocked. Oh, before we go hunting down Dijon Snowbane, we should use the mask to get uh, some people with access to the experimentation center. That way, if we screw up things in the office, the mask is not uh, dead to us. How, how do you mean? Like, we we knock on their door, tell them they're needed for questioning, kill them, and take their faces. <laughs> I like the sound of that. Says the parents the disturbed by how simple being evil sounds. <laughs> Starting to seem like those death squads are a really uh, efficient uh, way uh, of running a place. Uh, ask your gold for someone who's sinned against Morad and Cousin. Whatever you need to do to justify it. I know we're saving our families, so it's justice enough for me. Mark says, we uh, only have one mask, and there's a few things to, uh, to, to are you doing deal Mark's with voice? here. No. Oh. I'm personally he's, not. He's a pretty man. I understand that it's Mark's voice, but I didn't want to do it this time. Uh... <laughs> He's oh, gotcha. I, my assumption was that no one is wearing the mask because there's a time limit per day, so why would you wear it inside? Well, he has a pretty clear how I'm still wearing my beautiful mask. I understand. <laughs> I, missed, I missed that detail. Okay, yeah. you, 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 you keep going. You keep going. He's leaning into it. Alright, I like it. Um, he That's says, right. Uh, uh, much ado about nothing. That's right. Keanu Reeves. He says, uh, there are a number of things to cover, no matter what the priority order is. Uh, I think it's best that we decide who can help what and divide the work as best we can. For instance, I don't know how well dressing suited to cold blood murder. Well, if they're a bad person... It will take a while... Looking at Baron. It, it will take a while to go through that interrogation file. I think if we get that first, it would give someone with a head for paperwork and clues to put them together. Getting the interrogation file could use up the usefulness of the mask. If uh, the director shows up asking funny and they start asking back, our mask is done. But it's the the one thing that the mask has to do on its own. We can find out the the members of the Kasiqua Kasiqua family that must be ambushed without the mask and be ready. We saw people carrying around those tokens while we were just watching Deepold. We could track some of them. The, I agree. It's the, the most mask important. Should, should go to the archives. We can find our contacts and claim their masks uh, uh, as a separate venture. What does the voice of the uh, director sound like again? Do, do we, Something imperious. Voice? I don't remember. I don't know what voice. I thought it was. It was. Kinda, it was that's the one. That's I'm the director. I don't remember what I did. Will you make well, it? is going to try to do his best. You know the voice, because you heard it, yeah. like, 20 minutes ago. I heard it two weeks ago, so... He's a bum. <laughs> so, uh... So... Let's go get those files. Yeah, let's... We, we the fight. whole reason why we have this face... <laughs> go to the archive. I, I, think, I think that best use of that face is getting the files, in my opinion. Mob is the squad. Mark is on Kevin agrees. Drewston is still single-minded on Titan to see what. That's true. So Which what does Drewston do? Everyone else to convince mm-hmm. them otherwise. Right. So is the group splitting up here? 
Indeed. Who's going to the Justin, archives? Uh, we shouldn't yeah. send seven of us. That seems excessive. Drewston <laughs> well, oh. will go. That was actually to... my question: Is are you angling to send seven of you into the experimentation center? I think we should all be there because if things go bad, we want to be all together. And we really don't want things to. Go I bad, think though. some of it will have to be opportunistic. Like, how many legit faces can we get? Like the the kill squad has to find out not just kill the people who get their faces, but figure out who's killable. Mm-hmm. Like, who makes sense? There's a little bit of investigation and murder involved. Invest in murder. Invest in murder. And so I just think that there may be some some roles or some some invest some doing there to see what our options are. If we say we need a group of seven, how many groups of seven are going to be rolling around in there and easily gettable? If we're doing this in a short notice. Since we're talking out of character, Scrim would be uh, best equipped to contribute to the murder side, not for the killing, but the stealth aspect that Scrim can bring to that. Yeah. Helping everyone stay black. Jerusalem wants to go back to the Secret Experimentation Center and find the justification for why we would bring a group of seven people, perhaps even seven mixed different people within Mm. there. So observing from afar finding the patterns of who goes in and out and making our justification. Do you have a way to communicate? Sending. Sending and his mouse messages. Right. We have half a walkie-talkie. Only have a few of those a day. They're third level spells. We do have half a walkie-talkie. Well, we have a walkie-talkie. That's right. Yeah, we don't know who to communicate with. Well, yeah, you have one walkie-talkie. They're not all accounted for. We don't know who else is Every once in a while we turn it on and just listen. Probably those assholes who worship Ao. What? Lord of the Rings. Oh, that's from Lord of the Rings. That's right. That's right. That's right. So it sounds like there's two two kind of objectives happening simultaneously. Who wants to go to investigation? I think Baron. Sorry, the investigation. Archives. The archives. I mean, I mean, Baron's curious, obviously. But also really good at murder. He wants to go because it's he's seen it. Yeah. He wants to get it. And you walk. You were right outside. You want to have the idea. Yeah, Justin, I thought. You, okay. Wouldn't you want to go? To so Elvane's going to head to the archives. Anyone so need to go with Aurora me? with the bodyguard with him, just so there's someone to aid and some. I mean. Okay, so Aurora's going with him. Justin is heading back to. Unless, he was going to convince him to. Yep. Like, look, give because him a need Tongues and. I want to go to the archives too. Comprehend languages and stuff. Justin, do you want to go to the archives? He had two bodyguards anyway. I was going to do some more research on. Kasiqua and Taita. This would be the best place to do it. At least to do some preliminary research, and it might give you some primer for what you're going to find in Dark Hole. Till just need me there so you can read their language. No, I legitimately think you would enjoy seeing how much documentation is in this specific <laughs> location. I'm really only thinking about your... your Oil Vane has never said something so true in his entire life. All right, Oil Vane, I'll come with you. She's so genius. Oh man, the place is built it's barely like you just called an archive. I saw it, and a tear shed down my face, I, I and I said, like, "I should have brought trust." I don't even care about books. Kind of a bad mood right now. And oh, his yeah. friends like his friends like, "Come on, you're gonna have a good time." <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> just come on out. Come right, so, Jason, do not bring out our minis, so we can put them out. Yeah, uh, yeah, that'd yeah, be helpful. You coming too, Bane? Yes. All right. Uh, so what 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 face am I wearing? Who are you wearing? So uh, who, who it's the three of you guys going then, right? Yeah, are we bringing Aurora? Who's taking Aurora? Well, if you bring in Aurora, you don't have enough identities that easily yeah. make sense. Can you can you Maybe she goes with the, the kill squad. squad. Yeah. Uh, just, just so we she's have them all out so we can see that they should write down two more back on the guards. And to be clear, you want the kill squad like tonight, like right now. So the kill squad is going to be part investigation and part killing. 
We didn't have mana get the killing now if we can't find the right people. Is Baron gonna be asking his guys? Let's just let's just do the archive thing first. Sounds great to me. Because that's time sensitive. The other one feels less time sensitive. It doesn't necessarily have to happen at the same time. Plus, you guys only have eight hours a day with the identity. There is there is uh, there's no reason to waste time though. Is the is the only thing. There's no reason these things shouldn't happen in tandem. Um, the uh, 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 true. Sure. Can you get one for a sequel card? Do you mind if I just think the scribe? Yeah. Green job. Uh, so we're just going to start with the uh, right archive. Here. Oil vein. Oh, wait, here the only one out of this group, so oil vein. Well, he's going to be a different card. You're going to be Okay. Just going to wait for us to get all organized. I mean, so we have more right down because we're trying to do the these the extra sandwich boards, right? Is that, the, is that the goal of them? The sequel guard, yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So Child. Okay. How many more we got? We also need a house narrow and a pretty Boravi. Pretty. That way. Sounds like we're doing a scavenger hunt. Or one child, a pretty Boravi. A spotted okay. pheasant. A pretty Boravi. And the other one was what? A pear. Um, a house <laughs> narrow. House narrow. Okay. <laughs> so. Oilvane, Drewston, and Baron are headed to yeah. the Center for Counterterrorism. You got Baron? Yeah, Oilvane? I, oh, Baron, yes. Lead the way. Uh, so Oilvane, he... Uh, You've been there, you're the only one out of this group that's been there before. Yeah, he uh, he walks in and he uh, he knows the way to... And it is the, the middle of the night. The middle of the night. So uh, it's not like... Is it stacked <coughs> properly, or is it? A, I mean, there are people at the. Oh, it's not open. I mean, it's not like that. People aren't working. You are it's a high-level government yeah. official. Yeah, yeah. You go wherever you, you want. I'm just, I'm just setting. Want. I am just setting the scene. Totally. It is. I'm just uh, as you get actually, there, do we, we can get into the building without. You can get in the front door yeah, behind which, <coughs> behind which there is uh, what must be the night guard uh, uh, sitting behind a desk with a couple of locked doors. And he looks up and he says, State your business. And then he kind of looks and he says, Oh, uh, <coughs> Facons, uh, sorry, uh, what brings you here today? We need to get into the archive. Very important business. Shut your face. I, 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 yes, uh, of course, uh, I uh, just need to see, uh, uh, just need to see <coughs> your documentation. Documentation? Yes. He, he gestures towards his face. Well, badges, too. Did we take stuff off his body? We had access to him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I assume he's took it. Okay. He gestures towards his face, pauses for a moment. Roll, uh, an intimidation <laughs> check. Okay. You use that 18? <clears throat> when you want it. But it's the last for the day. Uh, I still have the documentation, so which is good. Hold on. Does anyone want to eat him? Uh, intimidation? Yeah. I mean, I'm a bodyguard, currently. You got a special, yeah. special. He already rolled and concluded, uh, so don't eat him. Yeah. You guys got to do that beforehand. Oh, he yeah. Swords right. his face. Is there the. Uh, he, uh, the guy pauses for a moment and says, I, I got, I got a. says, Sorry, I gotta, I gotta follow procedure. I, I know who you are, but you gotta. 
In the same motion that he uses to gesture towards his face, he reaches into Slap his pocket and pulls out his identification. It was part of the gesture. And uh, he looks, he doesn't even look at it that closely. Like, he looks at it and uh, picks up, like, a, a little piece of cloth and dabs his uh, uh, forehead and he says, Of course, uh, of course, director. And uh, uh, he gets up. And uh, walks over to the door and unlocks it with a key. Tell the CEO yes. To yes. So we cannot check in and save them. You cast it on us. I'll cast it. Blow a couple spell slots. Cute. Sure. Is it concentration? Is that why you're amusing? No, but I'm out of spell slots because we were over there earlier. I have not been keeping track on how many we've been casting in this short time period. Doesn't matter. You're good. Two on SB4. Okay. Yeah, just count it starting from now. Okay. And uh, yeah, he, he lets you in, and then he sits back down at the desk, and he closes the door and locks it afterwards. All right. Uh, Oil vein makes his way to uh, the basement. It's dark yeah. in here. There is um, there is magical lighting that uh, lines the walls and ceilings, and these just like rows of uh, lights, and it's just glowing very dimly enough so that you can see around and. This is where Baron and Dristan, now you guys see for the first time, you see these different uh, desks uh, with a lot of uh, parchment and scrolls uh, laid out, and you see the boards of, of like yarn and pictures and all the rest. Mm. Um, time is, is short, let's get to it. This was before the archive, actually. Or was it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is just your ground floor. Archive yep. is down some stairs. Okay, yeah, we're going to continue on down to the archive. Uh, did anyone else? Want to look at? We want to rifle through some desks. He's just gonna pay attention to anything related to Titanic. You're just like scanning. Baron is looking to do a Titan. He's got a huge. Interested. Is there cake? Is there still cake? No, I'm just kidding. Okay. Yes, no doubt. So we look through the room with all the strings and everything. Not unless you're going in there and you want to look at it yourself. He just offered. Okay. He just offered, and just anyone want to. Oil Vane gestures towards those rooms, and then he looks to see if there's... He doesn't say anything, but he just looks to see if anybody's interested. Uh, this file's more important. What? All right, let's, let's move on. You hear footsteps. Coming from the kitchen. They come out. They see you. What are they? It's a deep mascara man. A bug? Is he wearing chef's... No, he's uh, wearing. Uh, he he's a little. His clothing is like a little disheveled. Oh my god! Uh, uh, um, What's he his, been doing down there? His his uh, you, you know, it's like his uh, his coat is just like a little bit off one shoulder a little bit, and he walks in. And he says, and he stands up straight and says, "Oh, yeah, <clears throat> director." And he like straightens out his Jason clothing and he says, points his finger like the opposite direction down the hall. And uh, he takes a sharp breath in and says, Of course. Uh, Good evening. Just uh, burn in the midnight oil. And uh, walks down a hallway, like, just literally the hallway that is the most headed in the opposite direction <laughs> from where you guys are. Awesome. Yeah. And he stops at the end of the hallway because there are no open doors. And he just sort of, like, looks at the wall <laughs> and the ceiling. And he's, like, tapping his arm. Hopefully you go, go, don't come this way. He's told to go this way. Don't have authority to open any of these doors. Lead us to these archives. <laughs> Oil Vane makes his way further towards the archives. Only an hour. Oh yeah. Oh, right. Headed down the stairs. There's another desk, laid out very similar layout with a desk 
and a couple of uh, uh, locked doors. And there she is, the old woman guarding the archive. Same one you Fucking saw. Cerberus herself. Uh, I think it was yesterday in the middle of the day. Okay, I think Zowski. she was. Zowski. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's, what, what's your guy's name? Uh, I have it. I nice have it. to see you again. You don't remember his Man, name. Man, I know. I have Falcon's counter terror director. Yeah, yeah, I, I wrote it down. Um, Director Facones. Remember all those private jokes we used to tell each other? <laughs> you start. <laughs> ah, remember that one time we had too much to drink and we did that thing in that place? Yeah. By the way, it's uh, Skato Azran. It was, it was Skato Azran. This is the director. She looks up and says, Yes, who's there? It is I, the director. It is I, the director of counterterrorism. Uh huh. Skato. What's his last name again? Uh, Skato Azran. I know who the director of counterterrorism is. State your business. Oh my gosh, she's awful. I need files. What is. Why else would I be here? He says. Everyone wants files. That's why they all come down here. Where I have the power. Are in agreement? He says, upstairs you might all have all the power, but downstairs I have the power. <laughs> Does she really have all the power? Jason and Baron are not speaking language right now, so they're just reading body language. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> then she stands up. And she walks around the desk straight towards you. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, be First cool, be cool. What do you do? Oil vein, yes. Wait, is she behind? Does she come? Yeah, she was around her desk, and now she's walking Baron straight towards you. Baron steps in front uh, between them. Oh, yeah. Bodyguard. bodyguard. Yeah, no. Uh, no uh, one just casually approaches Jason the... reaches for his wand. <laughs> yeah. I'm at oil vein and edge of his brow. You're so on edge. I'll she, ask you to step back, ma'am. <laughs> she, uh, she stops, and all of a sudden, there is a deep frown on her face. What are your passive insights? Uh, mine's pretty good. Mine is not 11. Mine's 10. Oh, well, this oh, no. is a... Uh, oh, 13. Passive Baron's insight. time to shine. Uh, 18. There we go. 18. Wisdom. I notice everything. Baron... This, this body language on her went just immediately to suspicion, and mm. like something is wrong. Uh, and she's she's looking, and and she says, "Why the formality?" And sort of, he just she just she stops moving, doesn't advance after you told her not to, and she just sort of like leans her head around and uh, looks uh, looks straight at you. Formality. I could ask you the same question. I'm obviously the director of counterterrorism. Why wouldn't I want to look at files? I love files. Baron is seeing. <laughs> Baron is seeing on her. It's complete bewilderment in this uh, uh, in this behavior. She is. Uh, uh, she takes a couple of steps back slowly. She is uh, as suspicious as one could possibly be. Uh, Should we cast magic on her? I mean, 
Have you cast tongues on me, Baron? Uh, yeah. I mean, she it makes sense that we both have tongues cast on us. Charm monster at her. For she is a monster. He <laughs> a was monster reaching for the wand, and instead he pulls out the that pipe, and just with some magic, little smoke comes out of it. She makes a wisdom saving throw versus fifteen. Oh! <laughs> you have to roll the eighteen. Don't worry, we can always <laughs> use that. Yeah, I'll just have her roll the eighteen. Don't worry, we can always use a mask of an old bureaucrat. Oh, that's a four. Ooh. That's low. That Surely is... she doesn't have a plus fourteen bonus. She does. She does not have. She put it uh, all in plus the eleven. <laughs> plus eleven. Now, thinking that eighteen. Now, ma'am, you all don't want to be getting in our way here. We could make your uh, job a real nightmare for a nice old lady like you. I just hate to see that happen, huh? You probably got some grandkids in the city. Show me some pictures of them grandkids. What is uh? What's re- read read the effect of the spell again? This is complicated. And it's a, it is a fourth level spell. Ooh, uh, you attempt to charm a creature. If the fail fail if it fails the saving throw, it is charmed by you until the spell ends, or anyone does anything harmful to it. Uh, it's friendly to you. So, friendly. in terms of hostile, yeah. or whatever, it acts friendly towards me. So you're saying, "Ma'am, you don't want to be getting in our ways. I'd hate to see someone like that happen nicely like you be demoted back to this duty for some young clerk who doesn't know nothing." Plus, you gotta think about your grandkids. He's seeing pictures of her grandkids on her desk. It just seems like it's kind of a reset. Like, suspicion is not friendly. She goes back to friendly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's, like, getting on her side. Like, good cop, bad cop style. Bad cop, good cop. He's like, we're in some pretty serious business here. How long is the spell on her side? It's one hour, An hour, usually. An hour. Which is Uh, how long our understanding language lasts. Then I guess you got to the (laughs) bus. Well, the issue is. Maybe she should just be candid. I mean, if she specs. If she needs something, I got it. She can't say, well, I can't let you. No, 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 no. I got her. You play you. That was good. Keep going. Keep going. She. Some pictures of grandkids here. She takes, like, a couple more steps back. There's a noticeable change in her demeanor. Uh, as as uh, the spell cast, your friends can see when you cast the spells. It's a silent spell. Yeah, no. Uh, what are the components? Somatic, verbal. Uh, it is question uh, voice. Verbal or and verbal. somatic. Verbal. So he casts. So you he, wave your things. He you has the things. the pipe. Um, uh, what's his name? Friendly. The the air guy's pipe. Essence. Uh, essence pipe and smoke goes out, and he says some arcane words in the are in the air language that uh, are used to calm spirits. But to her, because of the fact of the spell, I assume she does not see him casting yeah. the spell until later, an hour yeah. later, she remembers So remember that. him doing that, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, the Okay, light. she takes a couple steps back, and she says, Skato, this game's gonna get us killed someday. And, uh, uh, and she laughs. And she uh, uh, she heads on over to one of the doors and unlocks it. That thing they did at the company party. <laughs> uh, what is her name? The... Slide Devil. I don't know if we've ever gotten her name. Yeah. Uh, it wouldn't be on her desk or anything like that, Drew Sims. Sign somewhere. Details. Uh, no, because everybody knows her. Uh, and also, we understand spoken language, correct? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's true. Drew Sims. And uh, as oh. as she opens it up and she says, Tadra, I thought you were possessed or something. And uh, she sits back down at her desk. 
he just <laughs> into he, the files we go we go yeah he has, you know, <laughs> and Jason turns and says you know that one got your eyes points into like a picture of her granddaughter and then goes on in <laughs> and uh she just doesn't react she just sits back yeah. looks looks back forward catatonic there is a you minor can read? there is a minor complication is there no way you guys can read? No, I can now, but you Jusin takes ten minutes to cast okay. comprehend languages. You on. also may be forgetting how all uh, written records work in Deeper Mascar, which you have learned in the past. Because you have experienced them yourself. Watch but hopefully they're they, labeled, though. Yeah, they, Dewey Decimal yeah, I mean, the system is not I mean, a hallucination. Yes, yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm wondering how a library would work. Ah, well, that was just numerals. Deeper Mascar numerals, which you probably all picked up by now. Still, Jason casts comprehend languages. Oh, so for sure. He can Good call. And also, there there are words written in Deep Mascara. Yeah, it's the yeah. books. It's uh, significant. Oh, yeah, the memories. So, yeah, they are memories. And that's what you learned in the book that Baron read back in Silvery Moon, is that that's how all all written record works. But obviously, there are lots of names Look, of buildings It's a multimedia civilization. Yeah. Yeah. The only reason I asked is because it would be complicated and dramatic if we had to ask her to point out the file. That way, if we didn't kill her, she'd know what file mm-hmm. we wanted when she realized that she had been speaking. Uh, uh, I can only that. read the things that I'm That would be great. When so. your dungeon master, <laughs> that's how like, the scene can go. <laughs> that's all I was thinking, going, oh no, oh, this is terrible. Uh, the <laughs> archives are humongous. This place, I mean... It's obvious to Justin. This place must... It's obvious to all of you. This place must be magically enhanced in size because the rows just... They just go out for as far as the eye can see. I mean, there's no way that this is like a basement built out underneath the bottoms of all the neighboring buildings. Now, Justin's father was the official archivist of Gonsalgrim. That's true. Justin was trained to take his job until he was kicked out at the age of 50. He knows. So he knows an archive. He has had to sneak into many an archive to find maps to some lost tomb or other before he was kicked out for not having any paid any dues. He knows how to get in here quick and out. The only thing blocking him is the fact that to read something, he has to put his fingers on it because Comprehend Languages only allows you to read the things you're touching. Right. However, archives are archives. There's only so many ways to organize it. He's going to take charge here and try to assess, like, the organizational structure of this thing by touching a couple places to get to the knowledge. Now, everything here in the Deep Empire is just different Mm -hmm. from everywhere else you've been. Just something about... Not something about, it's pretty obvious. They've been isolated from the entire outside world for millennia. And uh, and no wonder, every all the little assumptions that just get, even in a non-globalized society, in a medieval era, still picks up all of this stuff from trade. They had none of that for thousands and thousands and thousands Australia. of years. They, have, they evolved them around. They opened the Great Seal and started trade with the outside world, but they already had a very well-established culture and everything when they did that. That's why... Just every nothing here. All of your assumptions about the way people act and the body language and everything has just been foreign and hard to react to. So, even with all this knowledge of uh, uh, archives, how is this one still yet just a little different? That takes Tristan just a tad bit longer than you might have expected to decipher. Although decipher he does because it's still literally a system meant to be simple and understandable. You just have to learn this one. Um, it is ordered, um, by era of Deepamaskar history. 
um, because they have been around so long that to just keep track of things by chronological year just would not make sense. And so it is based on historic eras, which are based off of the reigns of politics. You know, a house of the Kanji. It's kind of like in Japanese culture, they'll make these eras that are based on the lives of the emperors. It's that kind of stuff, but because of shifting politics, there's many different kinds of eras and eras within <laughs> eras and stuff like that. So do you you see so, you see like political influences yeah. on the order things are? It's not exactly. chronological. It's like ah, well, the new ruling power said that that ruling power was shit, so yeah, they're in the exactly, back of the room. Exactly. So <laughs> the the more the the ones that are in power currently have things that are out closest, nicer binding. Other things have been pushed back. It's kind of like in your closet when you put the clothes you've been wearing most recently to the left, and all your old winter stuff gets pushed to the side mm. until winter time. Mm. Then your short sleeve stuff gets pushed to the side, mm. and then eventually you look at the five shirts that are on the right, and you're like, "Yes, I'll donate those because I've worn them in two years." <laughs> yep. Hmm. Hmm. So we wait until they donate. We donate the files Fine. to like a school. <laughs> school we well, how do you know that the clothing in my closet is color coded? Thank you. Uh, okay, Craig. It's a nice piece of glass, but oh boy, it is. Huh? What? <clears throat> boy, howdy. And before too long. Hopefully, before an hour. Once you've well <laughs> before an hour. That it takes some long. time to figure out. Maybe you're in there for 15 minutes. Um, before you sort of narrow in on the area and find the designation that Oil Vane had committed to memory. Uh, we had written it down. There's a string of numbers. I remember that. There's a string of numbers. It's like, it didn't matter. Oh, it, was, yeah. it was arbitrary numbers. It was, you know, six, seven, three, two, five, one. But now we also know it also had like a, there was like a three letter acronym for the, for the yeah. era and such this is what Drewston puts together. Okay. That's why it was designated in that pattern. So it was more like, like nine digits and. Some of them represent the era, and another represent this other thing. Another one is just like the physical attractiveness of the emperor at the time. Yeah. And <laughs> and then the uh, and then you find it, and what it is is most of these areas they are they're like scroll cubbies. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're scroll cubbies, uh, uh, and and there it is. Just simple as day. Pull it right out. Seems that once you get in the doors of this archives, it's just a matter of grabbing. Um, now, when we read these things in the past, did time on the outside pass while we read it? I think um, it did. It did, bar, it but, but um, that was a long one, though. But even the one at the bar, oh, oh, even the one at the bar with the with the whole fight and stuff, yeah. it wasn't uh, an inordinate amount of time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, they, okay. they read relatively quickly um, because a society would have trouble having yeah. all of their written record. Have to be very long time, time to be right. I'm going to read you a bedtime story. Yeah. Oh, it's morning. It, it, it is more like the time it would take to read such a story okay. in detail. So, you know. Shall we read this in fact, here or in fact, try to take it with us? In fact, uh, some in the Deep Empire, you know, they've practiced 
reading faster, Speed. and they experience basically they Ugh. they experience the same thing, but when they come out of it, less real life time has passed. Like they just they speed read it, but they're still able to take experience. in the experience it's like, in its natural state. It's like, it's like watching it. YouTube on one point five. You're on a podcast, we're just so do we want to read this first? The scroll is labeled a simple text that you can read by touching. So that is first, and then the experiential scroll is uh, uh, is is like affixed within a scroll case that this parchment is on the outside of. The one that is inside the scroll case, you take a glance at it, it's clear. It's very similar to the pamphlet that uh, the oil vein received. It's the Deep Mascari uh, special experiential script that requires sort of training to experience, but Drusen does have that. Yeah. Really, really good uh, value. Look at the length of it. Can Drusen tell, would this be something that they could get away with reading here, or should they try... Like, run time, uh, You could absolutely, You could absolutely do it here. Okay, and just in case, but casting a brick stone. Well, hang on, hang on, but this is this is the, the words you can read right now. Excellent. This is just words. Well, on the outside of it. Uh, it's a descriptor uh-huh. of what uh-huh. the evident of what the archive summary is. It's a YouTuber. Deep Empire Terrorism Unit D-E-T-U Case File 2331 This report details the information extracted regarding the Parmentor Incident in quotes which took place in a redacted location in the Underdark on DE 168.244.007 Topside date, first of Hammer, fourteen fifty nine dr. Of course, Houston knows how that compares to the current date. What's our current year? Uh, uh, uh I have to look my notes. Oscar Gold, how long ago that was? It's, it's hey, hang on, hang on. I, I have it in my notes. Sorry, I'm playing in my time. Uh, it's thirty years ago. Oh, ooh. Was what are we allowed of twenty? Subject name: Hijo. Hijo. Hanjo? Hanjo. Hanjo. Great pronunciation. <laughs> what? Hanjo? Jerusalem's the, no, 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 the one reading this. Jerusalem's the one reading it. Saladel. doesn't know how to pronounce people uh, mascari names. That's fine with pledged me. Current status neutralized. Ooh. Interrogator. Special investigator. Maturna Distathan. And I need to correct something there. That name there, the subject name. Is the same name as the one in the evidence board upstairs. Oh, okay. It doesn't match because I made a mistake in that's, that's the record keeping. So we saw on the stringy board. We saw on the stringy board. Great. Yeah. My printout. Notes. Subject turned themselves in, suffering from great mental disorder or distress. Medical evaluation before and after neutralization showed no obvious damage to the body, mind, or brain. Saradel confessed to participating in a mercenary excursion in search of, quote, a pool of souls. The following interview supports his claim that Deja Parmentor did knowingly and willingly research and investigate the subject of other blood, going so far as to recruit unpledged mercenaries and topsiders to support her investigations? This case is considered classified and will be stored in the secure archives. Oh. oh dear. Shall we read it? No? Aye. Uh, if we take it with us, it might lead to 
people asking questions about where it went. I am, I would never be surprised if there was nay some kind of alarm on the place. Aye. Easier to read it now than try and take it with us. But let us do it a bit more securely and takes out a brick. Throws it into the air. Boink! And it is a... A gallery. Roll a... Um... Uh... Everyone on the bed. Or Is that suspicious? Should we be doing that? Never mind. It's going to be invisible. Never mind. No, 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 I mean, but she knows we're in here. If she doesn't see us in here, that might be strange. That's true. She sees us in here reading a file. Not that strange. That's true. Well, I'll keep it there just in case. Sure. We can bugger off if we need to. I can always teleport us, uh, at least one person out. (laughs) Along with myself if we need to. Well, it's Uh, better two out of three than none, I suppose. (laughs) Alright, shall we read, gents? Let's do it. Follow my finger. The other other blood. It's too uh, fast. It's too fast. Alright. You got a YouTube video queued up for us? Start reading. <laughs> Put on what? your VR goggles. <clears throat> your you you crafted a whole film for us to watch, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, we're no, actually never going to. I don't know why that's where my head went initially. I'm like, oh, it's he's going to play the video theory. now. It's I'm off. like, no, why would he have a video? We're going to have our be, characters play the video. Like, you hire some animator to, like, animate a video. Directed by David Lee. Michael Bay. The cavernous halls, caves of the Underdark stretch out in every direction around you. The twisting maze of the... It is common in the Underdark. Familiar, perhaps, to Baron spent some time in the Underdark. Ah, certainly not this deep. Baron's wife did. Baron's wife spent more time in the tales. The Baron's wife told him. Yeah. Very familiar to what he's seeing now. Yeah. Uh, oil vein, of course. Mm. Plenty of time in such places. The natural formations of caves. Two deep Amaskari mercenaries. And as you experience this, you know who and what they are. For part of the experience is the understanding of what is recorded here. The subject of the interview, one, we'll just use the one that's on the paper here. Uh, Finally, Hijo Cerudo. Hijo. Oh, Hanjo. Hijo Cerudo. Cerudo is walking, weapons drawn, a dagger in one hand, a wand in the other as uh, uh, they walk through, as these two and another Deepa Mascari in uh, uh, in tight-fitting robes, if there is such a thing. Yeah. It's, incre- it's incredible looking on her. Deja Parmentor, the one and only matching both the pictures in the upstairs evidence board, as well as Oil Vane's own memory of meeting her. Only some 
months ago, allegedly here in Deepamaskar. Hmm. But this was 30 years ago. But this was 30 years ago. She Deja Parmentor, looking not a day different from... Looking as hot as she looked when your bo- your dad boned her. Is that, is that what I remember? Is that the right? camera and saluted over yeah. voluptuous buddy. Walking beside Deja is a female Goliath. <gasps> Large, Ooh. prominent gray markings, bright gold brown eyes, white hair braided in a center mohawk-like plate oh. down to the back of her neck and a series of scars up and down her arms and back. She's wearing a mink tank. <laughs> Snowbane, the name comes to you in this as, uh, as they walk through the halls. They cross, they turn one corner, three, Dwergar jumping out in ambush as the mercenaries uh, thrust their wands forward, disintegration rays obliterating <laughs> the Dwergar as uh, uh, Snowbane uh, uh, takes a hammer and uppercut strikes a, uh, a Dwergar, launching it against the ceiling and is then this, slams uh, back is down this to the ground. Is looking hammer? Oh, Very different. No. Different. Oh. Different. It's different. Hammer of some souls. <laughs> Some, some, some souls Hammer of like 0.7 At a glance, at a glance, uh, if you know your craftsmanship, looks perhaps orc make, uh, orc make uh, uh, hammer. They walk through the halls. Time fast forwards or slows down or what's happening. As they strike down more and more Dwergar, the mercenaries covering the back, Deja and Snowbane covering the front, striking down the Dwergars as they go and rounding a another corner into a wider opening, a, uh, a band of Dwergar stand at the ready, led by a particularly fearsome Dwergar. Eric, why is this particularly like fearsome Dwergar so particularly fearsome? Because he's almost as big as a Dwergar when they use their gross size spell, except he hasn't used that spell yet. <laughs> and then growing large, standing three times the height of the uh, already enormous Snowbane, the other Dwergar move around to engage Deja and uh, the mercenaries as Snowbane just steps forward two feet, looks almost straight up at this giant Dwergar, and then just uh, uh, and then just charges up and tears through the middle uh, uh, of its chest with the hammer with lightning speed as the Dwergar slams his fist down on Snowbane, who just holds her hand up, blocking the uh, uh, blocking the shot, holding the massive fist of the huge Dwergar, and then flipping him over onto his back as this uh, uh, as he slams into the ground. The mercenaries and Deja then closing in to uh, to finish off this particularly fearsome Dwergar. Dwergar. As they move more through the corridors, Deja says, I wish I knew what I did her voice. That was so, much, that was so long ago. It was like a year ago. Deja was uh, really I think it was a little bit more like the... Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, who was the, the chick on the 
Thunderstrike. Uh, Frida? No, no. Stoyla? Stoyla? I thought it was a little stylish, but I don't remember. Well, she's gonna be like this. Okay. Cool. It's a cool voice. More says, more sex. It's secondhand yeah. report of her voice. So. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> it's just how, how that person experienced it. I can sense it. The pool is close. Oh, he says, keep your guards up. It all, uh, the next moments matter. As she guides them forward through another bend, and there it is. Without any fanfare, Without any further guards, the pool of souls. What do you see? Well, that's a good point. Souls inside. What's it look like? Does it look like a dark pool surrounded with runes that Bearjaw could easily be partially submerged in? Hey, (laughs) not easily. Cement-filled, tippity ground, full of chlorinated water. You see this pool, otherworldly pool of iridescent black ink. (laughs) And around its black stone ledge are thousands upon thousands of sigils and runes, all twisting around each other into an impossibly illegible briar. As Deja approaches it, almost vibrating with excitement, she points back to you. No, wait, it's not you. It's Hijo, Hijo Cerudo. And she says, guard the hallways. Guard the, guard the hallways. Do not let anyone in here. He says, and whatever happens in here, do not step past that line. As she just sweeps her finger across the air and it is a, uh, uh, as if someone had dragged their foot in the dirt here, just draws a big line around the Pool of Souls about 30 feet back from the edge of the pool in every direction. And she looks to Snowbane, who nods back at her, and she says, I need you to ground its energy. You need to hold it back while I do what must be done. And, uh, Snowbane says, of course. And she steps forward, placing her two uh, hands against the edge of the pool, and immediately the writhing... Actually, let me, let me amp up the music here. Uh, I don't know which of these is more amped up. Throw some two steps from hell, something or other on there. The return of Brandis, just go fucking balls deep. Whoa, that's I mean, right, that was. Dragon Force is always appropriate. You hear a scream from afar growing louder. Bursting out of the pool of souls. Wrong one. That one sounded good. Nope. Not good at all! Nice and calm. Why didn't I pick this first? Relaxing tune. A journey of emotions happens when <laughs> Oh, damn it, that's not good. No, why does that happen so often? I gotta remove that from the list. It was so awesome until it, it was so, so good that it had vocals in it. So mellow. Oh, not bad. Okay, fine. Good enough. Sure. <laughs> not gonna go through a million more tracks. It's cool, man. And, uh. Grabs onto the side. Snowman grabs onto the side, and immediately the 
the twisting uh, sigils and runes react uh, uh, as if a living being writhing, being grabbed as the runes themselves start changing order. Uh, uh, if they are spelling something, they are changing rapidly into many different things as you uh, uh, as you see Snowbane's fingers dig deep into the stone, starting to create impressions in the stone. As she grits her teeth, the runes start pulling up into her hands, and Deja says, just hold on, as she puts down, uh, uh, puts down a pack, and then very slowly, in contrast with this uh, uh, energy that is starting to swarm, uh, uh, swirl out of the pool as the, uh, the inky liquid uh, uh, starts shooting up into the air, forming into a whirlpool. Uh, not a whirlpool, but like the opposite of a whirlpool. A vortex. A vortex. Like a, a tornado. Like a tornado. A tornado. A water. A water pool of souls. NATO. <laughs> That's not what it is. A pool NATO. The pool NATO. A soul NATO. And uh, the soul NATO starts rising up as Deja takes out a uh, uh, as Deja takes out a uh, large, deep purple orb uh, uh, that she holds. Yes. <laughs> Sweet. Oh, there it is. Large uh, purple orb that she uh, uh, she holds in the air and then slowly moves her hand away from it as it suspends in the air. And you can see inside the orb, just barely, some sort of deep black inky-like material. Uh, uh, just like a sphere in the middle of it as it starts moving and vibrating and different uh, uh, becomes spiky as it uh, uh, as it starts reacting to the energy around the uh, ferromagnetic fluid kind of thing like a ferromagnetic mm. fluid kind of thing mm. as Fancy. the solnado starts uh, uh, writhing in the pool slamming against the boundaries of where the stone wall is each time as snowbane is digging in the uh, as each time the solnado slams against the boundary uh, Snowbane, uh, Snowbane flinches as she holds on and starts uh, letting out a low roar, just going Aah! as you can see the sigils starting to crawl up her arms. Oh, the uh, those uh, markings in her skin just being overtaken by the uh, by the runes and the markings as they move up her arm and up her neck. She grits her teeth harder and it pushes the sigils yeah. back down uh, to just living at her forearms as she flexes her muscles, biceps growing three sizes larger as, as the, <laughs> the biceps of a Grinch. <laughs> they are Grinch biceps. Her face gets squished by her biceps flexing. The triceps just <laughs> and uh, as uh, Deja steps aside and is watching and uh, uh, she is shaking, looking back, and that's when you see Dwergar start pouring in through one of the corridors as the mercenaries, uh, as the mercenaries in the back just start firing uh, rays from their wands. And, uh, and stabbing their daggers into Dwergar necks as these Dwergars grow in size. Some go invisible, um, because that's what they can do, right? Yes. Yeah, Dwergar goes invisible. Invisible and big. 
as they uh, as the mercenaries take pocket sand and toss it into the air, uh, uh, making yeah. all the invisible Dwergar just come out of their invisibility like as they continue sand. to blast these rods. It's, their it's flower. It's flower. Hijo Saruto, looking back, says, sure are a lot of them! And uh, she says, just keep them back! Says Deja. As uh, she steps aside this floating orb now with this pharaoh, what'd you call it? Pharaoh magnetic. You like those videos of like, like weird black yeah. liquid with all the weird That's, shapes? That exactly shape. what I'm the thinking. The vial that I brought in. The vial, vial, vial. I should have brought it today. Yeah. That would have been good. I should have thought about it. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, uh, she steps aside and looks at it, and then she reaches her hand over the threshold of the Pool of Souls very, very slowly as she starts moving her hand, and a small soulnado starts to come out of the side of the main one as um, as little bits of the Pool of Soul liquid starts floating through the air, and she carefully guides it towards this orb. And that's when, from your vantage, which has been all over the place, uh, from your vantage, from Hijo Cerudo's point of view, you can see Snowbane flexing her entire body, holding this back, looks up, and she says, What are you doing? And, uh, and Deja just doesn't answer as she continues to do this, and you see the, uh, you see the, pool of soul fluid start to collide with the large orb and evenly coat it around the outside and then seep in through the walls of the uh, seep in through the walls of the orb. Now you can see, uh, now you can see Snowbane pulling back from the pool of souls saying the agreement was to destroy it! And uh, she's pulling back, uh, she's trying to pull back her hands from the stone, but seems to be stuck they to it as the, uh, uh, as the runes are still continuing to climb up and down as uh, Deja does not react at all. And then uh, Hijo Cerudo says, what are you doing? What's going on? And he looks to his mercenary partner who, uh, uh, who looks back and says, "Don't ask questions, man," and just uh, continues <laughs> to. That's a guy who's been working in this field for a while. Yeah, <laughs> shut up. Like these dangerous questions, man. It's like, no, no, no. If you know the answer, that means they kill you when the job's over. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and then so as the as the last of the pool of soul liquid, not the last of the liquid, but the last that Deja yeah, is sort of like, slowly yeah. extracting out evenly seeps back into the orb. Now the inside of the orb coated with this liquid of the pool of souls and the black inky substance relaxes down into a simple sphere and she just says, yes, yes, yes. And she takes the orb very carefully, hands shaking as she puts it back down into her pack and uh, picks it up and takes a step back and uh, Snowbane, who has stopped shouting objections, is just, uh, her head is just convulsing back as, uh, uh, as she is, um, continuing to try to, like, pull away from it, but it's hard to tell how much effort she's even exerting to that. The pool of souls, its sigils, moved all the way up to her neck and face, and, uh, Deja takes the pack with the orb, slowly takes steps back and crosses that threshold that she had originally drawn. And that's when there is a, uh, that's when the 
the Solnado just slams down into the liquid and there is an explosion outwards. uh, Snowbane lifts off of her feet, flies 10 feet back, slams to the ground, and the air is still as the mercenaries are still fighting off the last couple Dwergar. And Stager is the bad man. And then uh, Hijo Cerudo uh, looks back. The last of the Dwergar that were coming in stopped for now. Looks back and sees uh, Deja kneel down to Snowbane's now still body places her hand on Snowbane's forehead, and she says, I am sorry, old friend. Would that there could have been another way. It is a small comfort to know you will forgive me when we next meet. And she closes Snowbane's eyes, and then uh, looks back to Hijo, and then immediately just waves her arm as a huge portal appears. Deja zips through it, and it disappears. When you said Snowbane's still body, you mean like dead still? Uh, she reached down and closed her Hijo eyes. and his mercenary partner, um, uh, they look at each other, and, he, and Hijo just says, Oh, fuck, man. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. And he, <laughs> walks, he walks over to uh, walks over to Snowbane and, uh, and like, moves her body, which just... <laughs> Tries to open her eyes again. And uh, he checks her pulse. Uh, uh, he checks her pulse, and he says, Oh, fuck, man. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. She's dead, man. She's dead. And uh, he says, he says and the other guy just says, keep it together. And he just says, oh man, oh man, how are we going to get out of here? Oh Jesus, oh we're done for, oh we're fucked, we're fucked. And then the other guy just says, fucking amateurs, and just takes off down a hallway. The other mercenary just uh, takes off and he says, oh don't leave me behind, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck. And Hijo just runs off a different direction and the vision ends. That means game Kijo, over, man. Kijo did get back yeah. to Deep Mascar. Yeah. So I want to know that. Apparently, not so much an mentally scarred. Uh, so the, the pool of souls. So the pool of souls is other blood. Is that the idea? Here that we're uh, no, no. I heard two no. things. I heard that was a combination of the pool of souls oh, and, and other blood. Other blood. That was oh, my understanding. Okay. The, the, the liquid of the pool of souls did not resemble what was uh, in that orb. But what was in that orb? Looked without a doubt to oil vein, yeah, who has lived with it his entire life. Okay, the exact same material that he is all too familiar with. What was contained inside that orb was definitely the inky blood that lives inside oil vein. But the the, the liquid in there, but the pool of souls is an entirely different thing. Okay, but it is also. I apologize for them both. It is also inky black, right? Liquid also a liquid. No, it was not black. No, man, that's not tar. That's oil. It was fluorescent, inky, fluorescent ink. I think he said iridescent. Iridescent. What does iridescent look like? Like an oil. Uh, I heard shiny, but like well, one looks like black and shiny. One looks like souls or like rainbows. Rainbows. I think it's yeah. Like, yeah, it's like I think like, but like oily when, rainbows. When oil oily rainbows. Gets, oily? Drops on the water. I think the. Uh, okay. Yeah. That's the pool of souls. Okay. I, I probably know. described it 
inconsistently in the vision, but yeah, the pool of souls to keep things very clear and separated it is bright and rainbowy and looks like a soap well, bubble. Okay, it all depends. Big bubble. rainbow bridge. So that in the, so that going forward in this story, go. we don't have months well, and months yeah. of wait. Which one was the thing? We got black liquid all, and rainbow liquid. It all depends. Did you on combine them? Is it like rainbow what black Hijo liquid? Thinks, or, it's like, like emo Care Bears. Yeah. He just also colorblind. Yeah, he just colorblind. So. There you go. That's what it was. It was the lighting occasionally made it look kind of really dark and inky, <laughs> but it was actually quite bright. Dark, yeah. and the lighting beautiful. director was fired okay. after that vision. <laughs> That's right. What is this? This is why people that make movies they have to concentrate on all these things so that it's not confusing storytelling. Okay. So, Snowbeam, Snowbeam died, but they just said they'd meet again. Still, be be reborn in the afterlife. Oh. How, how on me? How old is Beartop? We should get back and uh, discuss with the others. We don't have much time left, I imagine. I that was my blood. As Deja was pulling my blood out of well, something like my blood out of that pool. That could your perhaps she made your blood. No, to be clear, did not pull. The ink out of the pool. No, okay. she, she brought the, the ink. She, she, she brought ink. She brought ink in an orb. In an orb. There was that stuff was already in an orb. She combined this. And she took some of the pool of souls stuff and put it in that orb with it. So you're, if you made a YouTube video, like you're right. If I made a video, it would have been much clearer. I'll do that next time. Yeah. Um, I would have also known how to pronounce he just. It will be stop motion with our miniatures. Yeah, thank you. Which would actually be really nice. It would be I, I would love that, just I like, you're like, you're like, oh, no, it's this, oh, no, it's this, Especially through those dramatic moments. Oh, by the way, a tornado on the water is simply called a water spout. You will forgive me next time we meet. Oh, man. Oh, SB's down. Oh, we're going to die. Fucking amateurs. <laughs> Could you so, maybe just personally reenact that? A lot of to use, uh, All right, keep, keep, keep short, it. So. Keep, keep the energy. Let's okay. keep the energy. Uh, in what? 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 We've probably been in uh, here about forty minutes yeah, total let, now. Let's. let's go. Need to make it our way out. Time's wasted. Wait. List of allies. Potential allies. That was. I'm just saying. You guys do what you want. We talk about allies. I, I understand. Uh, it was one reason I wanted to run this only, out of sequence. Uh, yeah, I'm only. I'm only saying that just so it's not forgotten. Yeah. So you guys. Wait, you want us to get a list of allies from the archive? Is that the idea? We talked about face. investigating potential allies to our cause. In the archives. So or are you guys doing that separately? No. no we're well, we have 20 kill. minutes of language kill. left. Yeah. Before we go, give me 10 minutes to, to look around for those who can get us into the Kasequa Experimental Center. If I can they find something, that's what you're saying, right? No, no. We're no, doing separately. It's to find people that would be sympathetic. Oh, sympathetic to our things. Find people. Imagine like people with a smuggling ring. People who like to fuck yeah. around with outsiders. People Give me who, ten minutes. If I can they find something in ten minutes, we'll go. <laughs> we need to find the rose. It's dusty down here. lives down here. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay, so what is it that you're he having now cracked the code of how this thing is organized? is going to try to find uh, cases having to do with well, the Well, tell you about the dwarven, dwarven workmanship there. Oh, like, that's right. Dwarves had to have done something or passed some information along. That's a lead. Yeah. He's going to look for the rare sigils amongst deep masquerade language having to do with dwarves 
which is an, such a rare symbol that it should stand out probably in stuff about Kisikor, which has been pushed down to the shadowy archives so he can find someone who may be sympathetic to their cause. His hope is that he'll find case number, this person was found asking into dwarf history with Kisikor, but we told them to bugger off. It's a well-organized place once you learn how to Understand its uh, uh, its categorization. It's actually quite elegant and beautiful in its uh, uh, in its implementation. Implementation. Roll an investigation check. You don't have a lot of time, so time is of the essence here. I assume that you guys are feeling the same time pressure that I am, which is once that charm monster spell runs out, she's gonna know that that was cast on her. Well, you help me, cousins. Hey, tell me where to look. Uh, And he sketched out the symbol. Now roll the one. Alright, well I got a six, so I'll go with my passive of twenty-two. Not only Baron's hands start to light with flame as he illuminates the The not only is Drewston in his Not only is uh, not only is Drewston in his element uh, when he is doing well, investigation of records, <laughs> but specifically like archival uh, things. This is just this is what he does. It just so, it comes so naturally. I'm like the voice of Mock uh, or the voice of the pretty Boravi uh, that was being worn by Mock. <laughs> pops into Drewston's head as he is eager to get back to uh, the house to talk to the others. He realizes this is the last chance in the archive. Like. Who knows what's going to go down after this moment, but it seems reasonable to assume that getting into these archives under any identity might be very difficult in another 20 minutes. And, um, uh, but he finds two things. One is, in the archival area of a time long before when the Kasiquas were the ruling house, there was much more, uh, uh, much more permissive outside uh, uh, trade that the Kasiquas mostly kept for themselves and for their innovation. The Kasiquas in their time kept control of the experimentation center despite being the ruling house. It was one of the things that created enough strife to uh, to cause their ruling era to eventually end and them to be pushed Further back in the uh, further back in the archival center. However, in this you find that uh, that there are many remnants of that time, descendants of those from that time that still feel strongly in the in the outside collaboration with the uh, with the innovations uh, that you find the names of a few different people that are on watch in this uh, in this city that are known sympathizers of, uh, uh, of outside influence in, uh, in the Kasiko Experimentation Center, and they work in the Kasiko Experimentation mm. Center. Uh, so you get a couple of those names. The other one is, as you're looking at this organization, you find uh, a whole section on House Parmentor. Mm. Stopping for just Ooh. enough Time to gather what you can to take it. You're basically like looking at these notes, yeah, these yeah, like yeah, the yeah, summary of the records, like taking in real quick stuff. Jerusalem is good at this. He can like take the quick notes here, the quick notes here, and he can like fill in the details and just understand yeah, a much hears, bigger picture. He hears his father's voice saying, 
just read the first sentence of each paragraph, Drewston. You'll fill in the rest. And sure enough, Drewston uh, takes in House Parmentor, a once great high house of the Deep Empire, fallen from grace thousands of years ago um, after uh, uh, after some uh, terrible events befell uh, befell the city and the empire and uh, their house was stripped of their name and uh, and all uh, pledges revoked and uh, that was uh, house back to their yeah. house Parmentor. I've got what I need. Let's get out of here. No argument here. Let's go. Jason will be the first one to exit since this lady likes yeah. him so much. You don't know how helpful you were, little lady. If you were a hundred years younger. <laughs> and, uh, I'd still be your grandma. He says... Ah, go fuck yourself, Skato. <laughs> and she winks at him. Yeah. How do you know what I do in the evening? See you later, ma'am. How do you know? Ah. All right, let me quick walk out of there. Is that guy still <laughs> looking, like, at the wall? <clears throat> like, the guy, like, turns around for the first time. It's like, oh! <laughs> Been here for an hour. Uh, no, he's, uh, he's at a desk. He's writing. Yeah. And he looks over and then looks immediately back to his work and continues writing. That's right. Right, keep your head down. And then he gets up and he walks over to one of like the evidence boards and he takes a new piece of yarn and he draws between two points that weren't there before. <gasps> Ooh, uh, it's the really? yarn guy. A quick glance really? over, names and faces you don't recognize. Doesn't oh. seem to be connected in any way, at least from what you but can see. It wasn't Someone's, targeted, you. Someone's sweater twin knitting pattern. <laughs> there's a there's a little sign above it that says flavor to fill in the world, not plot pertinent. Ah, <laughs> oh, uh, uh, haste. Makes waves. I don't have that spell. Uh, we leave. <laughs> <laughs> Leaving is simple enough. There's no suspicion of a departure. Uh, house, uh, house Fecon's, uh official walking out of a place mm-hmm. that they are officially in charge of, nor his two guards uh, following him. There will be in about ten minutes. <laughs> in about ten minutes. <laughs> so we need to get off the street. I <laughs> off of our faces. God damn it! Well, Did anyone see you guys leave the house? Yeah, we get back to our house as quickly as we can. And as surreptitiously as you can. Without talking to anybody. Yeah, yeah. as much surrept- Like yeah. this. Surreptitiously. Involving those two. Love serps. Slurps? Alright, you get back to the house. <laughs> Meanwhile. In what state did they find the house? What was Mock and Scrimcorn and Bear Jaw to do? And Aurora Moyes. And Aurora. She didn't get, to, oh. she didn't get pulled into the previous story. We are um, looking. It's just a montage of us. We're looking for the best group that we can steal faces from. Yep. We're going to go with, face the With their ID uh, badge Badges. thing. Yeah. Their little keys. We're, we're balancing ease of murder, strength in numbers, and having the access. Of... Okay, perception check first. Well, let's do it. Who's rolling it? Mm, I can't. Uh, probably... Oh, is this though? Wait, yeah, give, have... me, give me an eight. Um, I am at six. Uh, plus six. Oh, wow. That's really good. So you have to go eight there. I got a one. 
Wow. Can the, I aid? The aid. I will also aid. I think, can we do more than one? I thought it was I just one aid for a roll. I mean, maybe, maybe it is, Greg. Aid mechanic is one. Uh, so what, what was the question for me? Can two people aid or no. just one? Just one. Just okay. one. It gives you advantage. Oh. Um, and, and you're each going to have to roll, so do your own rolls. Oh. Okay, then... Uh, no aids for these. Okay, because he... No we, aids. We were talking about that. So, oh, yeah, I'll be that for yours. Um, have uh, Aurora aid... You then, because you, you basically already rolled. Yeah, Aurora can give an aid. And Lucky Cricket yeah. will aid me. Good. Uh, so 24 for oh, me. Oh, wait, sorry. I, I, I was not clear. One person roll the perception check for this part. Aww. Do we so have we, it? So we're going to yeah. do all three of these uh, possible mechanics just, just, by the end of this. So, yeah. Dan roll. Right. Sorry, oh, I, 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 I didn't explain it clearly. No. I didn't explain it. Sorry. You said for checking. No, each of you are contributing a different skill. I am a child walking down the street. You're a okay. super guard. You're someone. Yeah, because if there's a stealth check coming up, I would love to be the guy who helps with that. Um, can we can not, we hear no, the not mechanics of the check? Do. That was there. We're doing it in sequence. Are we doing it in sequence? Okay. So um uh so this will be eight uh plus six. We're still trying to locate, so that's perception. So fourteen. Uh, fourteen. The most obvious place to find people with badges that can get into the experimentation center is coming off of the little uh, light rail system. Is that what it'll be called? Yeah. yeah. Transportation. The light rail uh, system coming from the deep rail. The deep hole. You know, it's uh, like a train station. Yeah, it's similar, but it's not exactly like a train station in this instance. It was just like one. Damn it. Uh, uh, but. Uh, yeah, finding a group. You watched there for a while, waiting to find. You're trying to find seven identities? No, we're, we're balancing those things. So we're yeah. looking for likely candidates. Maybe it'd be someone who looks like they have a lot of access, but fewer. Yeah. Balanced versus like larger parties who may seem less important. We're looking for the ideal group. Right. So looking yeah. for a mark. We are looking for a mark. So would a bad perception roll mean we don't get exactly all three of those things? We only get like maybe a couple of those boxes checked, or I mean, or there, there is there is a couple elements here. Like you have to see the person to be able to evaluate them. They have to evaluate the person. Um, that seems like getting too deep into the nuance, but I mean, maybe an investigation it's, well, it's, check. It's very, it's very, it, very it, pertinent. It, it, but it, it, whether I want to roll for it. it. No, no, yeah, yeah. <coughs> Extract it all into one thing. You tell me sure. what you're doing at a. At a Bigger area, so you're looking okay, for. So you know what we're looking for. Yeah, we were looking for the ideal mark to. So, it's one of those things where I think you need to you need to give us a little guidance on how you want to do this mechanically because the criteria is not a group of seven people. Yeah. So tell me what your ideal looks like. What are you hoping to find? The that's, idea is seven people with perfect access. That's the idea. Yeah. That would be the ideal. Yeah. We don't expect to get that though. So yeah. somebody I mean, close to that. So well, okay. Here's the reason I'm asking that. Sure. Uh, what would you do if you found seven people? What's the plan right now? What, what are you doing tonight, maps. right now? Very What's good. your actual objective? Then we would stake them out. Find where we can take their faces. Find yeah. a location that you hope they go to yeah. at a later date. Yeah. Yeah. Find, yes. Still well. Yeah, maybe they meet once a week regularly at yeah. someone's house for like a joint yeah. group the, storytelling the, the, thing. The, the ideal no, thing, again, again, the ideal would be they walk into a dark murder alley and we can do it right now. But you can't because you don't have seven masks right. on you. No, no, right. So, so the ideal is we see guys and there's, I don't think we need seven. And this this is simply why I'm asking. I want right. to know what does the ideal actually look like because it sounds like it's not so. Uh, maybe it's four that do anything because we're because you got four masks on you. Could, we, again, we came back together. We, we can do four now, three later. 
Yeah, we, we, or we, kill seven but and come back. I think we should or, do or this we, we while we're in DEFCON 2. We can stake them out and then come back and get them all. Um, so that's, that's you're talking about a couple different radical different approaches. Yeah. What do you actually want to accomplish right now in about a one hour of time? Let's discuss that before we. Yeah. Because we're obviously yeah, please dis- do. disagreeing with things. Yeah. So, yeah. Go uh, meta. So, um, I don't. I don't think we need seven. But well, Dresden said best better if we can all go, and mm-hmm. we don't know what's in there. We have a very unique set of skills, each of us. Is if we can all get in, that's good. Um, but yeah, that's like, if they have high enough access, then they could get other bring in. other people in. I'm saying we, we still bring seven in, like, but like... Not child mass. face, but like... No, no, we still go, all go in. Yeah. But I'm saying is that if we get good enough access, we should be able to get in not all as Fatcons. Is there a need to get all seven right now tonight? Um, or could you get like ones and twos until we have a group of seven? So for you cannot get all seven tonight yeah. because you can't have seven masks. Yeah. So that's off the table. So is the idea? Can we? Is it possible to do this in ones and twos, or is the plan to get all seven in one night? Hmm. Like like gone in sixty seconds? Yeah. Do we, do we, Are we yeah. doing one get, night? Get, of get rid of get rid of time. Get rid of everything. No, no. I what think is it ta- that the group wants? Group on seven new masks oh, through House So you said that, but I'm hearing disagreement that that's the good right. thing. So what I'm saying is time seems very important because the city is going to get much unfriendlier when they find out that the director of counterterrorism was, was, was the subject of an act of terrorism. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I feel down. like... No right, so I feel like it would be better to get a group of four with good enough access to get the other three in, and we get in there. So, uh, do yeah, you guys like, feel like that's... Like just, again, so I, think, I, think we, I think we can agree that like a good step would be to get some masks right now. Yeah. And the, the most we can get is four. is four, so let's get the best four yeah, we can get. But the only problem with taking the other three in is right now the other three are the three counter-terrorism people who no, are... There's a child. Uh, there's others. Those pretty masks. Oh, okay. Yeah, so well, we're getting four other masks. The the one thing would be the ones we have. If this is happening at the same time, it's happening at the same time. Yeah. So, secret director, yeah, right. you guys want to do this but, at the same time? So that's yep. so, we're doing that. So, if we need to switch the other masks to other people, honestly, they could kill other people that are unimportant yeah. and just get out of the high pri- the high profile masks. Yeah. So that that problem can be solved. Mm-hmm. If it were me, okay. I'd say, here's what you find. Here's what you find. It's late at night. There's not a lot of people ending their shifts. You're seeing, you're kind of learning to kind of read the different kinds of people that are coming out of the place. There's different, uh, paying close attention to their their badges. Their, uh, what would they actually be physically? They're not gonna be like a crystal, like a crystal or a plastic yeah. doodad. Some we described it as something. Object. I think it's a necklace. Yeah, like yeah. it's a necklace Pundit. and it's like a gem, like a big a gemstone. And it glows different colors. But it's got different markings on it that signal something. Drewston got up close. He had described and showed everything he learned because he takes notes and draws everything. And that there was definitely different sort of classes of people going in and out, including the guard that he spoke to as yeah. part of his read minds, he also saw into the guard's mind, for the guard was being a guard. And Drewston could see sort of what the guard was expecting to see of someone walking up, the different types of insignia and badges that uh, that would be uh, expected. Yes? 
they're like these, and then like the more sides they have is like different <laughs> levels of access. Yes, they are polyhedrons, <laughs> and the higher level access have more sides to them. We don't and want no d4s. We don't want no d4 janitors. And so you see plenty of four-sided gems, six-sided, and six-sided, uh, and six-sided gems uh, uh, coming out in various group sizes, but. It seems like the priority is you're looking for someone that's got high enough authority that could get others in. Dodecahedron or above. And uh, one person does come off, but it's a single solitary person, but it is a 20-sided access badge. (laughs) I want that badge! With the security uh, sigiling on it. That's tempting. Mock looks at script. I'm tempted. Bearjaw looks at both of them. Mock looks back at Bearjaw. It's a start. It's a little way ahead of you. Please, I am lost. I am but a child. It's true. We do have a child. I, have you seen I think my do you follow him? in that alley. Um, uh, Scrim suggests we follow him, yeah. He walks the streets. It's late at night. He's a prostitute. It's dark. He heads. He heads into a late night meat store and buys a meat stick. It is a snack. Oh. Yeah. Good, slim Good t- It's a slim jim. That's true. Yeah. It's a meat stick. Deep in yeah. that's scary. It's like ball pork with a stick for. Yeah, it's a it's a stick pork. That is gross. A meat pop. And uh, I really do things differently down here. He okay. likes to exactly. bite off pieces of it and just chew it. But you see some other people coming out. They like to like suck on the meat. And you see other ones, they like to lick the meat. One fat cat likes to put the whole thing in its mouth and then just pull out the bones of the meat. Wait, there's it bones? bones in it? No oh, bone yeah, in yeah. It. No, there, there are bones in it. Like, yeah, he's yeah, spitting yeah. out uh, pieces of bones. Stick of bone. <laughs> it is, it is noticeably worse than a slim is, jim. Uh, unfortunately for you guys, you know, Scrim is definitely going to get some of those for the party. Yeah. <laughs> See, what they are is it's just, just some animal's tail that they've just cooked. Yeah. That's all it is. It's an animal's tail. <laughs> like, you never get to see how they eat this under, stuff. Under dark <laughs> That is what it is. It is tails. Fried it is tail. just yeah. like salted. Ah, uh, yes, tails. Uh, the, the most salt. delicious part of the animal. It definitely animal. comes from lizards. Tails. Definitely comes from reptiles that then regrow Sub- the tail after subterranean, their what's Subterranean about, lizard tails. What's nice about tails? Meat sticks. What's nice about tails is they're adjacent to the anus of the creature. So, so. so you guys spend a lot of time in the meat store learning more about this meat before finally catching up with him. Um, it's like, is that a weapon? What is he got? He heads he down. Speaks the language. The food's impeccable. This is paradise for him. He heads down an alleyway. Good order. Good order here. He heads down an alleyway. Conveniently. No one else in this dark alleyway. He pounds on a door. A little slot slides open. Oh, he hands boy. some paper money. Oh good. He gets handed back a little vial. Of oh, paper money. He's a. He's clearly a bad guy. He deserves to die. He does halos. Everyone knows that everyone who does drugs is evil. My grandma he really needs her it, medicine. I'm glad it's in his coat. 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> and then as the as the little slot closes, he just puts his hand against the wall and sort of just like Real quick, hangs his head. You guys cannot speak the language except for Scrim Court right now. Yeah. Not going to be speaking that language. That's okay. What are you guys doing? Bear Scrim, Mock is at the other end of the alley. Unless this is a oh. dead end alley. That's not a dead end alley. Yeah, Mock basically steps out from to block that alley. Ooh, ooh, I want to block the other side of the alley at well, the same yeah. time. As That's the really child. As the child. <laughs> <laughs> and goes. 
Yeah. Maga is already approaching from the far side of the alley. He saw what was going on and he, he double timed around. He's just been he's just been hanging his head down like hand against the hand against the wall for like a minute. Scrim <laughs> is suspicious and wants to take a second to really look around because this guy is a security guy. He takes a deep breath in and then he takes the little vial out. He uncorks it. We should probably get him before he uses it. Um, is it a clear vial? I mean, it is valuable and delicious. He then downs the whole thing. No, no. So Mock spent some time with Halo, which is what this appears to be. I think that's an understatement. He and spent like weeks or days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Convincing this guy that he's an equal addict to him. <laughs> and uh, this guy just—I mean—he downs a junkie level wow. amount of this stuff, and he just—and then he just stumbles back and slumps down in this alleyway. Okay, I was a little bit worried Halo was kind of like PCP, and I was like, should we get him? Oh, no, get him! Before he does Mox looking at his stats, and they're just going, We can't get him! His back is too thick to break! Scrim will approach quietly. Roll a stealth check. And by the way, this flashback to Scrim casting Pass Without Trace. There we go. <laughs> so, it's a, can I can I aid you? It's a total of thirty right now. Can Ooh, I aid you anyway? You, you can't because you don't know where he is. <laughs> like I hope Scrim I wanna help him, but I can't see him. So you start shouting out Scrim aids Bearjaw in quietly like heading towards this guy, but he is like fairly out of it. He seems out of it. Scrim is still suspicious. And he just puts his hand, his head in his hands, and he starts weeping. It's just the wall behind him, Scrim. Mock nods to Scrim as he blocks the door where a drug deal happened, like feet away. <laughs> uh, like, yes. Get him. I got this. Berta takes her hammer out of her backpack. <laughs> Um, she had a back. Scream card's gotta do it. It is a substantial fraction of the child's body. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's why it had to be a backpack. Um, <laughs> looks like she's wielding a cartoon mallet. Yeah. Scrim uh, nods to Bearjo. The man takes his head out of his hands and he looks up at Bearjo. Bearjo whacks him in the face with her hammer. And he does not move when he looks at her. That doesn't seem to work. No, 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 he that doesn't data. move before you thwack him in oh, the head. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> cool. I thought this was like a clang, and he's like... It was PCV! <laughs> I thought that too! I thought that too! Fuck! I made a scum. Oh, no! No, that does not... No. He was miserable. You put him out of his misery. Yeah. You're a hero! I am a good person. Person. This isn't something where, like, do we get the condition of their face when they die, right? Like, oh my god. No, 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 no. <laughs> Man, otherwise we're As she... walking around with <laughs> you No, know, but you will have uh, a significant amount of halo in your system every time you put yes. your mask on. Sweet! Sell this mask That's a good mask. <laughs> that's actually, that's really increased the value of that mask. <laughs> <laughs> Best mask. Uh, Alright, so uh, you paused at a weird time, okay. so please unpause. Unpause. At what point? You just He's hit him in the head with the hammer. hammer. So now you're swinging you. okay. at him. So I need to roll an attack. Roll an attack. Okay, cool. 
is okay. sitting and drugged, so I think you have advantage. Just you have advantage. Yay! Let's hit him with the hammer. Seeing a bastion, yep. is it automatically a crit? <laughs> There's a 1 and an 18. So, 28. As she swings the hammer down, you hear his voice as he simply says, Finally. Aww. Aww. Like and you turn his head into paste. <laughs> it was a good hit. Yes, we can. Scream immediately motions over to Aurora to to change the house narrow mask. Aurora really? is. Do his child face first? I think child is valuable. I still stand, stand by the child is valuable. Don't her. own her in, in insecurities. <laughs> like, that's, that's her. Emma, that's not Aurora her. was moving like before. Aurora was. <laughs> Aurora was moving before Scrimcorn even I've gave the signal. I've seen the bottom of all your signal. chins. It's weird. The moment Bearjaw like swung that hammer in, she was pulling the mask off and heading over, kneeling down next to his body, <laughs> putting it on face. as the as the yeah puts it over the over the smeared paste oh. as the black tendrils of the cowl of the mask move down the whole body and again then retract it. up turning it into nothing but just a bit of dust as the mask retracts. Aurora is, like, you can see her. She's, like, shaking like hell. She's in her dwarf form, like, on the streets of Deep Mascar. You guys are, like, using your bodies to, like, block the view, but she's the one there, like, in dwarf form. And uh, you can hear some voices, like, from the street going there. And the moment the tendrils, like, pull back in, she grabs it and pulls it to her (laughs) face as, uh, her body transforms into the clothing and, uh, and yes, uh, give me a second, uh, and apparel of this, the clothes uh, and apparel of this senior guard of the Casiqua Experimentation Center. And she has the badge, the D twenty. We need the, the badge. Uh, yeah, that was. We go there tomorrow. He was stressed because he was just fired. No access. <laughs> for drug use, yeah, clearly. <laughs> what I have to tell you: never come back here again. But Jimmy, you got a lot tomato paste on your face, like yeah. it's all oh. over. All right, you have the identity. You make your way back. Beautiful. Unfortunately, he did use all the halo. Oh, that was a risk. Mock is not addicted to that drug. He just uses it recreationally. <laughs> <laughs> All yes, the time. No, All the time. He recreates <laughs> a lot. Only for that reason. Yeah. Just help him get to sleep at night. Yeah. Just help him wake up in the morning a little bit. No, a drug yeah. Yeah. When huh. you're set far away from home to, to complete missions that aren't your priority, and you have to murder people that you don't want to, and fight and hide, drugs are a good way to deal with that. <laughs> Mock doesn't have a drug you problem. You heard it here. Drugs are his solution. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Back at the house. New face. Beautiful. Who this? Oh, we we'll have to tell you what we learned. Go for it, Dustin. <laughs> cast filling. <laughs> and this impressive script. Hmm. Thirty years ago, though. So. But good leads, though. Why did Deja sound different compared to when you interacted? <laughs> 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 I mean, all is not moved by her wiles, but. I could see how someone else could be. That robe uh, was very, very tight. <laughs> uh, do you think? Hold on. Do you think Oil Vein, that 
what she made your arm out of could have been a combination of the other blood and the pool of souls. I mean, I really don't know. It's just. Mm. Uh, iridescence. That would have been before. I didn't see much rainbow in his arm. Yeah, he looks at his arm. He holds yeah, his arm. Rainbow. But the rainbow. Did the rainbow seep into the black stuff? Yeah. Yeah, at the I end, was was the, the stuff inside the sphere, was the image of it changed, or what did the. No, it was. Uh, it coated the inside of the sphere. Oh, okay. So we couldn't see. Um, and then. No, you could see. Oh. And you could see. The, the ink was more iridescent. The other blood in the inside of it. Okay. Just as a stable sphere. Oh, okay. So, like, it was in a fishbowl, and then they coated the inside of the fishbowl. Yeah. But there's still the thing floating in the middle of the fishbowl. Okay. Bowl. Yes. Sounds good. Okay. So, there wasn't a lot of, like, interaction between the two fluids. And the more importantly, they didn't directly touch. No. Yeah. Okay. Snowbean died 30 years ago. Barrio's eyes just kind of roll a little bit. Tell me more about your reaction to this Virgil. <laughs> My insight is not good enough to read it. I mean, you saw... You saw that, but that doesn't mean it's true. I, I mean, I will say, Hijo seemed very convinced that Snowbane had died. Uh, like, that was the line of you. You experienced, to be clear, you yeah. experienced Hijo this yeah this explanation, and you experienced the feeling of that pulse, and it was not there. Yeah, like you well, all have handled Deja said and dead people. They would meet again, which makes me think could have been a reference to the afterlife, though. Mm. Could be. But you, if, you died once. That's true. Oh, that's very interesting. I mean, a cleric could have come by and raised Snowbane from the... But is Snowbane... Not likely, if a cleric came by, it would have been a Dwergar. Oh. I want to think that Snowbane is still alive, because that was from 30 years ago, and our missive from Moradin is far more recent than that. Could you ask your gold? It seems with this conflicting information that is something you would want... Just that we heard that Snowbane, I thought was sighted down here ten years ago. Uh, we? That was, was that, friend, uh, that was a legend. But. No, uh, what you read was thirty years ago. Thirty years ago. <laughs> and if I said ten, it was a Scram Corn, what are you talking continuity about? error in my storytelling. Uh, sorry. This is residual halo. This, this, this <laughs> is this this matches up to the sighting record cool. that Baron had uh, found before. Well, and if I said ten, it's actually that makes sense because I looked for tracks of Snowbane and there weren't any. <coughs> Great. There were no tracks. Damn. I did find a false find the skeleton of a dead Goliath. But, it's in a closet. But I wouldn't be surprised if Snowbane was indeed dead when we saw her, when you saw her dead in that vision, because everything, well, the legends I've heard of the Pool of Souls is that, is the very least, that it's incredibly powerful and dangerous. That we know that much at least. Yeah, and unbelievable. Like, like it's a, it's a, it's a mythical. Yeah. Like thought to I not mean, actually exist snowbane, by most accounts. Yeah, it would have to be. People go on quests it's to find legend. it and never find it. It's a legend. It's a yeah. it's a kind of almost a boogeyman it's legend a of the Underdark, youth. especially. Oilvane's probably heard... Evil youth. Oil, it's the opposite of the... Oilvane has probably heard evil. the most about it because it is especially legendary amongst uh, the Underdark 
denizens. It is a, it is, yeah, it's like kind of like the I fountain of youth for of the underdark. The underdark. It is, fountain it is a, fountain of evil. but like a, but a terrifyingly powerful thing. And the legends are that the power, the legends are that the power to be gained from the pool of souls is otherworldly. It is, it is beyond any comprehension and uh some stories are more fantastical than others more grounded stories are about the pool of souls always being sort of in control by one of the underdark powers which is oftentimes the cornerstone behind the shifting power when the when the dwergar are kind of the most powerful dick swingers of the underdark it's when they have control of the pool of souls and then the others um well in the story of cerulean gemini it was uh uh what were there kenku kenku and hobgoblins no kenku were protecting it yeah so kenku Kenku. yeah so that not that that's necessarily Your, char- your characters have ever heard this story, crazy story, but maybe we should invent an excuse that they so have. Really that yeah, it was controlled by the Kenku, and the hobgoblins were right. take possession. Uh, okay. Uh, he says, uh, uh, "I'm trying to remember what we know about Snowbane. Snowbane gave up her godhood, or to she, help out someone. To I think help that was out the Goliaths originally. Yeah. yeah. So." Theoretically, she was mortal on this adventure, which is why she could die. Yeah. It was millennia ago, Snowbane, yeah. in her god. The story goes that you heard from the Sky Watchers. Sky yeah, Callers, Sky Watcher. Uh, was that uh, she was a god and she disliked the rules of the gods and their rules against uh, the level of direct intervention they can have. And she wanted to protect and fight for her people, her her worshippers, and decided to give up her godliness, um, become mortal, and uh, and fight directly alongside them. And then there are stories in the um, over over yeah. many 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 years since then, hundreds thousands of years uh, of all the stories that you heard. Yeah, of like. Fucking a dragon and stuff. Fairchild knows the dragon fucker story. Yeah, yeah everyone knows that one. <laughs> it's uh, it, it I can't remember any of the other ones, but we talk about her fucking a dragon a lot. Uh, it was a short one. Driving a terrasque into the ocean. Possible yeah, yeah. to satisfy by most. <laughs> it's a riveting story about punching a mountain into sin. I think that was our oh, yeah. favorite, though. <laughs> but anyway, so that's that's the oh, yeah, yeah. that is the story that you heard of Snowbane's uh, sort of origin as her. Kind, yeah. You know, uh, anyways, do we, did you get one good enough to lead us into the experimentation center? At least one. I'd say so. They cast wow. filling? Yep. We, we hold up the little gem, yeah. Jimmy gem. Oh, it's on the 20th side. It's on the side. But we will likely need to change the faces of oh, yeah. you three. So who do we kill next? Should you just gesture to all of us? You three. Oh, okay. The, the three the, with the masks that will be compromised. Right. Already. Mox says... Someone's what, missing a child. What do we know of allies? Maybe. Perhaps oh. we can kill new ones too. in a more useful way than some poor soul in an alley. Uh, yes, and he says, uh, I did find a few names who have looked into... Uh, things they weren't nay supposed to about dwarves and such, and 
list the names. They were Kasequa people in the experimentation center. Is that right, Greg? Is that what I remember? Uh, During yeah. Kasequa time of power, found a couple names. You found people that would be um, sympathizers, sympathizers of the old way of when the Kasikas were in power. And that's current information, or like that was 500 years They're ago? Descendants, they they're on a watch list from the counterterrorism unit. It was okay. a fairly weak uh, lead, yeah. but it's it's something. Okay. We may not want to kill them because they could actually. I mean, you us. you have an identity that you yep. believe has the authority that could get you. Yeah, I think yeah. the thing that we're worried about is if we show up as these three guys, they'll be like, hey, uh, we just got an APB that just, you are imposters. We just need to get you guys into no name faces. Yep. Yeah, sweet. To the Halo pits. <laughs> Mark says. Makes uh, it sound like we're fighting. He says, that or we are. We choose the faces okay. of those that are already suspected. Already suspected? People that are on a watch list. Oh. Why? Why would we pick people who are on a watch list? Because I assume we're not going to be these people for very long. And we want to leave them someone to pursue who would be likely to do these things. But then they'd be... Oh, I see. And not get chased across the world by an extremely powerful government. That's true. I think I think we should save the people on the watch list in case we need some allies to get out of here. Because if they're sympathetic to our cause, <laughs> I think they're more... I assume you sense. wanted people sympathetic to us so we wouldn't kill them. Box says, he says, here, we're simply playing the next move that is dealt to us. That was the original thought. But now, we need to kill three more. And let's make those deaths as meaningful as possible, I would say. Hmm. The problem is if they're on a watch list and we go through some kind of security, I'm worried that it would pop up and be like, watch list person. They seem riskier than some drug addicts. Yeah. Kevin thinks three, if we just go and get three nobodies from the Halo Pits, Halo Pits. Uh, it'll allow us to get in without raising too much suspicion, and then we can get to Kasequa and see what the hell comes next. Mox says, do you have a face? Make, make your decision. Mox well, right. doesn't have to change his. Yep. Uh, kind of use divination or whatever it is, but I really don't have a good sense of, like, the potency of this spell and what it does exactly. Use divination to ask Morden how strong the spell is. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> hey, Morden, can I ask much with this? No. Can I just say, oh. where's Stobane? Is that... There you go. Is that enough? I mean... It's fourth level. Didn't we ask I, that before and we got a I said, where is the, the rift thing? We did that one. I felt Wait, we've never asked your god <laughs> no. where... Snowbane Admittedly, is? no, we haven't. No, we he's, all he's, he's not used that spell for very many things at all. We all test like, hey, what's with these gems? What's with these yeah. gems? Yeah, that's well, no, it's not just. It says you ask a single wheel. That's that's what I'm not sure. Is it's not like ask any question and get any yeah. answer. It's you ask a single question concerning a specific goal, event, or activity. Goal. I think that's fair. To occur within seven days. Oh, to occur oh. within seven days. And the GM offers a truthful reply. A reply might be a short phrase, a cryptic rhyme, or an omen, and then it doesn't take into account any possible circumstances that might change the outcome, such as casting additional spells or the loss of game. Is that the one that you asked about if you should stick with the. Yeah, uh, yeah that was when I said, should, should we help out the centaurs? We and he was like, like I care not for centaurs. Yeah. <laughs> so that's sort of like. I mean, Sorry, guys. would the saying, like, is Stobane alive? Would that work for that? Well, I don't know if that fits that. Specifically, it's within days. seven days. So I guess you could say something like, 
Is it very expensive to cast that spell? It's a four uh, spell. Within seven days. Gold. Why are you worried about if you can? Ask, yeah. Why? Why are you? Meta clarifications. I don't want to like over overreach. Frankly, I don't want to be like. Here's the plot. <laughs> uh, dude. The, if that works. The, the the plot supports you playing your characters and using all of your tools available. Please, yeah. I'm telling everyone right now. Right, I'm just going to make Please. sure I'm not representing hey. the tool as being stronger than it is. No, no, no. I okay. am in charge of, of of making sure that that's fine. Okay. And and sometimes you get an illusion that an enemy sees through. Uh, and sometimes uh, mm -hmm. you'll get an answer that's more cryptic than helpful. If you use the spell, and then Greg just tells us the whole plot. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. No, no, no. So I, 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 let, me, let me take a moment to clarify a couple things uh, when it comes to meta, thinking of that meta-wise. Because there's, there's some things that are on my mind here that I want to I say. So your characters are extremely wise and extremely intelligent and extremely gross. Yes. <laughs> Real gross, though. I was hoping that. But above uh, average wise. They are, by probably all accounts, smarter and wiser than any of us at this table. Okay, so any ideas Maybe. or thoughts or connections or anything that you all have at the table, your characters would certainly have thought of that and more. That's why we sometimes struggle to go, well, what's more? How do I make sure that my character in their even larger wisdom gets credit for that? We've talked about that. That's hard to do. But certainly don't let them be anywhere less than what you're all thinking. Don't be afraid. I, I would say, overall, don't be afraid of that meta aspect. I think the group's very naturally good at uh, doing that. And I, I'll call it out if I need to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it wouldn't be, you know, it'd be a little annoying. You'd be like, oh, I have this idea. And I'm going to push back yeah. on that for being a meta thing. We, we've how many times have we had to do that in our nine years? Yeah. I think maybe never. Um, I, think I think it would be so within the purview of Pangamard and Ulta. Like we know, Secrets are kind of a rundel. Yeah. What? <laughs> but I'm not. I'm not just talking about the, the divination spell. Yeah. Like you know, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Uh, everything. Just feel free to feel free to to voice things. And if you aren't sure, voice it out of character and see yeah. if it makes sense in character. Hey. Does my in-character knowledge make sense for this, or am I sort of like drawing upon something I'm not realizing out of character? You probably aren't. Yeah. Okay. Because we don't... Since we're getting onto this and we train for a moment, are we in agreement that we need three more faces so we can get through the gate? Okay. Speaking of which... Uh, yeah. oh. Red lights What's outside. The voice. Vacon's city is on lockdown. All citizens return to your homes or your closest designated uh, shelter. Uh, approved shelter. <laughs> this is a priority one announcement by order of House Vacon's. I would love it if, like, we see the cops from the street and they go to the neighbor's house and the neighbor points at our house. <laughs> <laughs> They're still being weird. We all look over. We need a different mask. It's on. like a different three people walk into that house every day. Yeah. Uh, we still need those three masks. It's not zoned for uh, that. Screen could thing. you make go out and have a, a, a bat or something and collect the faces for us? Hmm? There's got to be some dead people in this city somewhere. That'd be freshly Mark, dead. Right, right. Yeah, that last, you say go breath. as a bat and get those faces. It's still just like <laughs> I'm like used to hearing that kind of shit. And he kind of like looks at Scrimcorn like, "Are oh, you about to do Scrim?" 
<laughs> I am a seeker. Um, he says, <clears throat> I could do that. I prefer to wait till that siren stops. Hmm. Yeah. Well, will there be anyone out when the siren stops? I think so. There will be no one out when the siren's going. Oh, I think well, right you now they're like rushing off. Oh, Maybe you can I, just, like, I pop suppose. Into and like, I could teleport. I Do could you teleport. think that Scrim's a vampire? I just want to double check. <laughs> 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 He's describing more and more like he is Dracula. <laughs> it's dark outside. You can operate at will. <laughs> can you do that? Pop out and just go. <laughs> can you nice stare into so their eyes? Seducing them? And then drain Come their blood? Just, me. just enough. <laughs> I want to suck your blood. Uh, I, brother, I could teleport us next door if we need face. Because <laughs> 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 the people are playing yeah, us out. Yeah. <laughs> I kill those yeah. fuckers. He's just, he's looking and across then we the street. I mean, their bodies do go away when we finish. Do, is it something that we... Uh, he, wait, wait, who's the, who's the other mask? Oh, I say we're keep, I think we should keep the... We need three masks. It's, yeah, oh, it's, yeah. We need the three So, so Scrim just says... Give me those three masks. Um, you'll be no the three agents. I'm yeah. keeping mine. Right. Yeah. I'm saying is, if someone has to answer the door, we need a non-child. No. I got it. Um, My parents let uh, me here. Give me those me. masks. And Go to your room. Scrim uh, grabs the um, the shoulder of his brother and just nods. All right. Um, Coil being cast dimension door, and uh, he uh, teleports beyond the door, the front door of the house. I guess maybe that's, is there, well, yeah, yeah, that's what he does. You teleport where? Uh, to, to the, the house neighbors. across the street, the house that has pointed out. The snitches. The snitches. The snitches. Getting the stitches. They're ready for their stitches. <laughs> because we're, we're going to go kill some. Good lord. Some now, is it possible <laughs> to we teleport know. into someone's house? Unless they have some kind of. Yeah. Uh, it would need to be uh, powerful with a Volmar's private sanctum. And you've been spending a, a lot of time around this immediate area. You've scoped out your immediate neighbors. Obviously, yeah. they're one of your biggest risks here. You, in your time here, you know who's. You know that there are multiple so people in that house. Yeah. So. And we're specifically choosing the out to be like towards no evil is a slow too. but steady. Oh, I thought you were going to the place where three children live. <laughs> no. <laughs> With a steady no children. Drop three innocent children. No children. This. Attack the orphanage! <laughs> <laughs> They're unwanted. They're unwanted. Look, you guys have the jump on them. It's a panicking moment as these alarms go <laughs> off. It's easy enough to slip their throats and they take look. their identities. Right. As you just <laughs> literally walk into three uh, innocent people's houses. Slay them. Slay them and take their faces. Oh, God. Uh, let's oh, wait, let's go good. through this. They see Scrim hanging from the ceiling in his cloak. He opens it up, bites their necks. <laughs> Right. It was completely unnecessary biting, but I mean, he did it. Oh, get those masks. Does your dimension door stay open? Is that the idea? Uh, it's um, a teleporting. Oh, <laughs> can you cast it again to go back? I can. So if you're hanging upside down, then it's dripping. Yes. I have, the, I have two slots for it, so yeah, I can cast it again. Gotcha. And I assume you're using it to go back? That's not all important. Yeah. Okay. What does it look like when they come back? So uh, what what masks yeah, are gone? Blood. Hang on, hang on. Let me answer it, answer my question. What first. do we look like, or the or the? Masks? What does it look like to everyone uh, else okay. when you guys return? Oh, this uh, a black in the living room. 
a black rectangle appears, and then it outlines in white light, and then it opens like a door. It's like a door, and you guys can see Three into the other house where there was a blood splatter <laughs> against the wall and a little pool on the ground. I forgot it gets through the body, but not, not the evidence. Uh, not the bits. <laughs> that's okay. Oil vein puts that <laughs> puts it out of his mind. The blood that they left behind. Yes. Don't worry, it was bad people who we committed home invasion. Let me just say on. one thing and remind people that neutral good folk do the best they can to help others according to their needs. Their needs. <laughs> That's what you guys are kind of doing. Yeah. Tristan's just. Tristan is chaotic good yeah. and is hyper focused on trying to kiss secret kids. He's yeah. helping himself yeah. according to his needs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Baron, on the other hand, I definitely want to hear from him. Not maybe not right now. I don't think Baron ran over and killed. Him. No, he no, didn't. No. Yeah. He didn't. But, but he enabled it. We're gonna do. We're gonna tackle some of that group therapy because it's sorely yeah. needed with the recent events that <laughs> uh-huh. happened in this town. Uh, but uh, in so fact, I might call for that in a few seconds. <laughs> One, two, three, back to give this immediate scene now. Um, you have yeah. the mask? Yeah, Scream uh, walks through the door. And when the alarm stops and we're allowed out, we're going to the experimentation center and we're talking to Titan. Immediately? In the middle of the night? I'm, I'm, as, I'm asking you. Uh, well, I don't know. What makes do they have Scream, night here? Scream says, <clears throat> he says, Nay. Yes. No. We're dead. Ne- <laughs> we're, we're, we're nearly tapped out. <laughs> Oh, am I using that correctly? <clears throat> it's like listening what to a mirror. What happened? <laughs> whatever happens in Dark Hall, yes, we need to be default. We need to be fresh. We need to be ready. Hello on spell slots. I am pretty good. But since we need spell slots to For speak, one. I'm good. Even just being able to talk to people, <laughs> we're here. Very well. We planned so much. I'm going in my tent. Uh, Okay. Were you going to do something? I think we're. I thought you were talking about long resting. Are you gonna yeah, wait insult your god? Sure. Like oh, to I can do that. Uh, I thought I thought that was your bonus waiting to call on you until you got back from the bathroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not pushing you to do it. Yeah. No, uh, I mean what what's our pressing question? Because I'm not sure. First this it was is... like, where can we find humans to kill? And then where is... <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's what is... There are no... Morgan's like, what now? There are no questions that be answered in the moment anymore. Yeah. We have a little right. bit of time. Kevin is curious about what what can we say to Tida Kasequa, or what will Tida have for us, or what is our entry point to Doc Nerd since she is a friend of the dwarves? But I think I think Baron's question is Maybe is, you say we're dwarves. Is, that might work. Yeah, we'll is Snowbane alive? Are we close, or is is this our is our quest failed before it even began, or something? Why not? Where is Snowbane? Well, I think the the difficulty with that, the only difficulty with that, is it seems to be specific to the time period. If he can't answer because it's not in the seven days, that still gives you an answer. Right. Yeah, I don't know how. Well, that, that's the thing is the uh, is that does that work? With, you that, ask a simple question. That's the beauty of the question if you don't know the answer. Ask it. So you just ask it. Ask it. Sure. It costs. 25 gold. Yeah. That's true. If you have an, if you have an in character hesitation to ask a question that is outside the scope or something, then that's totally fine. Let Baron express that. But I'm not I'm not understanding uh 
I'm not. Baron has only cast this spell twice, and every time it's such a strange thing, and he's he, he, he fears overreaching with his god. I kind of feel like I, I, I like that. That's a good yeah. explanation. His high wisdom is preventing him from casting the spell rather than facilitating. Let's let's cast okay. Other. Let's let's take. A he pause. doesn't know what happens right. if he asks a question that's a bad question. He doesn't want to let's lose. let's take a pause here. Then he we clearly need his god to be mad a group therapy. I need to know what everyone's feeling. Uh, with everything that's gone on. As a reminder, consider all of these things. Uh, the here in Deep Mascar, obviously, in a strange, unusual place. You've been here for two weeks. It's actually longer than you've been at any of your previous stops, I think. Maybe Silver Moon was. Silver Moon, they were around, like, actually in the city? Probably fewer days. Yeah, fewer yeah. days for sure. Actually, yeah, fewer, because I remember how many days you had to pay for. So, yeah. Um, Price per day was crazy. It was only like seven days or something. So, uh, so you're in Deep Mascar here, okay? You've been uh, committing a lot of murder mm-hmm. uh, suddenly. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm gonna change these. All Deep Mascar. You've uh, um, you've uh, you are on the cusp of talking to Taitikasiko, finding Taitikasiko after all these months. Uh, the only lead you've had this whole time on figuring out. What's potentially going on with Adric and the dwarves and all the rest? Obviously, Druston so single-minded, focused on this because of this fact. Um, but also, you have this Parmentor, Deja Parmentor. You have this discovery of the other blood uh, being in uh, a strictly illegal topic. And you have uh, learning that Deja Parmentor is considered by the Deepa Mascari uh, uh, people in power to be a terrorists by their definition and you've seen Deja Parmentor in some fashion act like a terrorist act like a terrorist terrorist and uh, seemingly directly cause the death of Snowbane who you've also more passively been looking for your biggest effort was naming your airship Snowbane it's like we gotta be bullish on Snowbane and take a little bit of offense to the fact that she fucking killed him well, we also, you know, it's did not like drill oh, a the village of Goliaths and see what they knew about Snowbane. Yeah, that's oh, true. That's true. Part of our Early on, you did a, you did a big thing there. So, um, yeah. So you've you've seen this uh, you've seen this account from uh, thirty years ago, and uh, and now you're on the cusp of going in. And so, those are all the things going on all at the same time. And uh, who wants to go first? We do. Eighteen minutes. Um, screw me. I can go first, um, uh, but just because to understand what we're hoping to get for the, the group therapy is it more what's going on in Scrum's head? How much do we want to role play with this? Um, do, play it as you think is appropriate. If it needs some sort of talking out, if it, if you need like a private chat between two characters, that can serve yeah. as the thing. What we, in a metagame sense, want to get is there's a lot of things that are should be affecting. Your characters, mm. and we want to hear that in our story, um, because some big things are happening. We're on the cusp of certain things. Some big learning, some big, somewhat confusing learnings. Uh, there's a lot of things we want to learn. That if that comes out in a conversation, right. that's fine. Almost preferred, but harder right. to do. I agree. Um, We're here so to because I, I want yeah. Scrim to be able to. Uh, let me. So yeah, cool. You're gonna know. So yeah, so well, is, play Scrim would talk to the party because this is. Uh, 
since we're doing it this over a long rest, it's actually perfect because there's a little bit. There's an actual yeah. This is sort of overnight. Sash. This is overnight. This is your night before you're going to take action. Go to the and so I the figure place. there'd be a little bit of a breather for the party to actually sit down and kind of talk. So you know there is. So um, you so, can run your segment as like right. more like a smoke mm-hmm. sesh, or you can and just have it be quiet, personal yeah. reflecting. So within that within that smoke sesh segment, um, I don't know to keep it out of character. And just kind of go over what he talks about. Um, is uh. <clears throat> Is I mean you guys noticed that uh, I mean for one thing he he was kind of surprised um, he's he's like a, a little bit off balance at how um, how Dresden has like become so like focused and is like ready he's just like let's let's go for this and uh, and it's 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 more kind of how Scrim usually operates which is like you know the, the details don't matter we got to get you know, those adult children yeah we got to get those adult children right now <laughs> um that's the only thing that matters and so it's like he likes it but at the same time um he's thrown off because uh it's going after one of the goals that scrim does care about but he really wants the snowbane thing but when he got back and when when they told the vision thing scrim like wasn't like upset or anything he was just like so snowbane's dead like I have, I have no idea what to do with this information. He wouldn't go. You guys know, um, and maybe this is kind of what he talks about. He says, "I, you know," he explains that he wouldn't, um, wouldn't go and do a divination. He wouldn't ask the witches, like, "Well, what do I do now?" So I mean, it's dead because he's basically already been given the task. And from Scrim's point of view, well, the witches they are all knowing, so they're just saying like, well, you're supposed to find Snowbane, like, alive or dead, dead or, the body? or reincarnated, like, it doesn't matter. Like, he's still on the same quest, but it was a huge, um, a not blow to his mission, it was like a, huh, okay, uh, she's dead, so, or she died, um, and this, and then, you know, it changes everything, and so he's, he's really been focused on that detail. Um, and I think a lot of that would come up when he's talking. None of that is necessarily private kind of thing. So I guess when they're kind of in the smoke slash thing, he'd talk about that. And that's really what he's focused on. When it comes to the uh, the Moida, um, I mean, I feel like... Uh, I'm trying to figure out exactly, like... like uh, Scrim is not bloodthirsty. But you guys also know that definitely within the party, like, he, he has few qualms he's cold. with this. He's cold. This, though is a much higher body count that didn't have a requirement. You could argue that we could do these things without killing these people. And so there's a little bit of, like, Scrim that's like, he's not blind to the fact that, uh, that, that we are in, the, like, a violent line of business, and this is, like, a particularly bloody week. Um, and so it doesn't, like, weigh on him heavily, but he's like, he, you know what it is? He looks kind of like, he's like, you know, I'm glad when we're going to be out of this. This whole mask thing <laughs> is like, so... is like, there's been no other situation where we literally had to go and assassinate someone. We made use of that for like a couple hours. We killed it was the same day. It was the use. same day. We killed the guy. We used the mask. And we said, well, the way we use the mask means it's now compromised. We got to go kill someone now. I think because, these masks might be not, evil. Not because we killed the guy. We had to kill people because we used the mask. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it creates this thing that, like, 
we're we, circumstances okay. aren't we, forcing you. Your own right. actions yeah. are then. We wouldn't have had to kill murder. those people if we didn't use the mask. <laughs> and so it's like we, we, cool. we chose a strategy. That, we chose a strategy yeah, yeah. required yeah. more murder. Um, and so uh, and so vampires are real. And so yeah, there's uh, definitely <laughs> some joking around about vampires because that's basically what we are in this city. Oh yeah, face is we we are having to kill people Mark to survive yeah, yeah. one day at a time. <laughs> so um. So Scrim's like, this is like a bloody business, and he is looking forward to getting back up to the surface, because he doesn't like it down here. The mask maker's gonna be like, that's not what they're for! And, he, and he's like, looking forward to like, the masks not being a way of life, because it because it feels unnatural. I think that would be what it is. It's like, it doesn't feel like the survival of the fittest. We are like, killing for all the unnatural reasons. Turns out we don't have to kill anybody, it's just a joke. <laughs> that's and the... It's just- just put it in there, please. I'll get an XP as I might have to leave in the midst of someone's. Uh, so Drusen goes into his tent for a bit, but then he comes out and he finds Baron. And he's got just like a pile of papers and all that. And he kind of spreads them out. Um, and it's all his notes just on all the stuff they've learned about Adric. Connecting it to the gems and this and that and that and tied to Kasequa. And he says, uh, Cousin, we're so close. When we agreed to kill... Zulmar, who was only our enemy because of circumstances. And he was a bad dad. And he was a bad dad. We <laughs> were... We... Uh, in that and he moment... he tried to kill us. Uh, we, we could have left. We had other options, but and we chose to go down this bloody road. Uh, but, uh, I... I kind of help but think at some point... Adric made the same choice. At some point, he chose a road of blood and death and sacrifice and others wherever it was he wanted. Whatever would repair his broken heart. I. I can never say that I regret the choices we have made down here. For our goal is clear in our mind. But I worry for you, cousin. You have never... You've never been one who wants her blood. And you've always been one who... Has been somewhat... Hesitant to go out... Into the world. And do these dirty things. He kind of looks at his nails and he says... I'm familiar with dirt. When I was... Exiled, I spent 15 years in the dirt and the soil and the tombs and the dungeons. And he shakes his head and he says, When I look around the city, I'll just see another tomb. It's as much as killing skeletons to me. He shakes his head. He says, Are we as bad as Adric, cousin? Well, we haven't killed a dwarven hold yet, so... I think no. We killed a family just now. Aye. I don't feel right about that. But it's it's worth it, right, Bear? To save our folds? I mean, to say the the ends justify the means? That's a dark path. Uh, We could have done better. Uh, Those... Those deaths are on our hands. Have you asked Moradin about it? I haven't. Uh, I wasn't. I, 
This whole place, I hate it. (laughs) (laughs) The tasks keep changing every moment, and I I don't know what to even ask. Jason says, And all the dwarves that Adric slayed, and for Yerhold, and Moxhold, I hope our path is the right one. And then he goes back to his studies. Is that uh, the end? Dunzo. Uh, Oil vein. He kind of just, uh, in in part of the following conversation about what happened to the, the, uh, taking the faces of the neighbors, uh, he, uh, he kind of, he repeatedly says, yeah, they were snitches. I mean, you know, they were the ones that pointed this out. And partially he's trying to convince himself, too. Yeah. Like, he doesn't necessarily think it was wrong, but the but it did feel like something drastic. And it was a little bit, just the contrast of what, you know, of it is a little bit shocking to him. You know, even though he doesn't, you know, he doesn't think it was, uh, he feels it was necessary. But it is still nonetheless like a traumatic kind of experience of just kind of going in and, Taking this, some, uh, you know, killing a, killing people and you know taking their faces. So he he does have he is actively trying to convince himself of like this was necessary. This was necessary. Um, on other points, uh, you know, he the idea of finally kind of meeting Titicasequa and learning more about the about uh, you know kind of his own. Uh, where he comes from, potentially information about Deja Primator. He's not surprised that, from the vision that she had betrayed Snowbane, um, but he is also, he does find some satisfaction in, because he, previously, he was the only one that had seen mm-hmm. Deja Primator, mm-hmm. kind of known how terrible, maybe selfish she is as a person, and how powerful <laughs> she is. Uh, and then so he's he's somewhat glad that now he can share that with the group that that like everybody knows now that she yeah. is like yeah. that kind of this problem that he harbored even though he told everybody about it is actually the group's problem now so he there's a little bit of a, a secret satisfaction that he finds in that mm-hmm. that being able to like you know in some weird way relate his friend the friends that he has in the facets of fate relating being able to relate as a group to that problem. Mock has spent the past couple of weeks in, you know, in in kind of greater isolation than typically. You know, his his efforts to kind of collect food money were on his own. His efforts to kind of research dwarven influence in the city was was, on his own. I already described that he spent more time at the house mm-hmm. than anyone else. So there's a lot of like hustle and bustle to kind of achieve plans, a lot of ideas, a lot of drive in the party. Um, you know, that, that kind of pulled people in a lot of different directions. And Amaka's kind of he's he during the day and, and during a lot of these activities outwardly, he's he's stayed very cool and very, very calm. And his personality of the, the pretty pretty Baravi <laughs> is one of kind of deflection you know there really hasn't been like a lot of kind of surges of feeling or 
or opinions. He's just, he's very calm. Like, Mock is a good, he's a good person. He knows what that means. He knows what it means to have order and structure, the kind of business and life and community and family that can be supported by those good things. But he, more than anyone here, he knows the cost of that. Like he fought as a soldier for decades. He's killed countless things and people of varying levels of innocence or awareness. He's done so much with you. And like his darkest, his darkest times as a soldier and a warrior, his like most desperate hours, were much similar to situations like this. Deep behind enemy lines, kind of like objectives in play for much larger pictures, not connected to the day to day. Um, you know, thing, you know, things as, as as significant as the lives of families, simply kind of like pieces on a board, plays to be made, and so he finds himself back here, at like a place that's familiar, but also the worst of what he ever has done, and the far, the farthest from where he's wanted to be, and this is a little bit like a crucible to go through, having to kind of walk this path again, but it's entirely familiar to him, and what he sees is a lot of the people he knows walking through this. You know, bear jaw rebels in the violence. This is not something that, like, you know, it's, it's, un, it's, un, it's unknown to him whether or not she, how much she, she truly enjoys the, the, the dynamic here. And he has, he has a respect for that. Um, and she's, she comes from a different culture, and he, he knows what, what it means to, to be her companion and, and friend. Um, Scrim is, is, Scrim walks, has walked this road that Mach does, but he embraces that, whereas Mach is trying to flee from it. This is the road that he chooses and is continuing to choose. But Oilvane, Drusten, and Baron are being put into this position for probably the first time. Like Oilvane's so young, you know, like hardened from the streets, like streetwise, but still just like impressionable. And like Drusten, the one who like sent Anga to die, like at the beginning of the of, of the campaign to like stop a potential robbery in place, calling for calling for quick murders like in an instant, like like and then and, and Baron walking out the door with 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 Bearjaw to go find somebody and coming back with a mask and like the two of them wouldn't kill. And there's there's these are things that like they don't need to be said or maybe they were talked about or none of them. They they happen. They happen. They happen in a matter of fact ways. And they're not, they're not anything that are, that are new or unexpected when you're in this situation of desperation like Mach is familiar with. But he, just, he, sees, he sees that many of the group are, are coming to these experiences in order to achieve what they're here to do. And that's the day. Those are the daytimes for, for Mach. And he cares about his business as just that. It's, it's, it's the business of what needs to happen. But then there are also the nights. And the nights are a very stark contrast to that. Because Mach is, has been separated from his workshop and his tools, his pursuits, and his anvil. But finds himself with many quiet hours close to the hammer of all souls. This holy power source that they are perhaps on the brink of giving away for good. And this hammer of souls has, has awakened in him an idea an idea of some of the power that he seeks. And he's, as, the, as he sits kind of um, under this umbrella of the facet of fate, having to speak these ridiculous words every time he <laughs> wants to get past the sanctum that, that, uh, that Drusen has, has put in place, he begins to think more and more on that and begin to think more and more on the unique nature of the people that he is with and the people that he is becoming. 
And as he sits with the Hammer of Souls, he begins to invite members of the group to come sit with him. First, it's just the Dwarven cousins. He asks them to spend the nights late into the night, drinking and, 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 and kind of telling stories and inviting that kind of Dwarven connection. And, he, and the Hammer is always there. And as the, as the, the dwarves, dwarves carouse in that kind of magical, supernatural kind of community forms, he senses kind of a pull at that strength of the hammer. As if, the, as if the souls of the dwarf are connected somehow to the energy that has made this hammer what it is. And then with other members of the group, one at a time, and then in greater groups, there's an interesting kind of flow and a similarity to what, to what racially is commonly known and shared amongst the dwarves, similar effects begin to happen, and it seems that the strengths of the souls of the facets of fate are somehow connected to this hammer of all souls and the magic that makes it what it is. Because Mach has realized that the impossible, the impossible craftsmanship of this hammer is in true, is, is in, indeed nothing to do with head shaver that he created. It's not an endpoint on some large gradient, but it is an entire separate thing itself. And like the nature of its creation and its power has to do with the souls of men, of dwarves, of Goliaths, more than the materials that lie in the earth that can be taken and molded. And he begins to kind of see that there is a bit of a bond between him and this creative force. Think about like your proclivities, the, the talents that you're born with, innate in you. Why is, is Maka a crafter in the first place? Surely he's had experiences, surely he's spent his life mining and training, but that spark that makes him who he is, where did that come from? And that creates this connection with the hammer, this intuitive knowledge of it, like Essen has with the arcane, but Mach could never have, not in a thousand years. But Mach shares that connection with the hammer of all souls and the creative force that made it be. And he spends his nights delving into the secret and working that connection and feeling that like he has never done in the past. And the places that it takes him kind of spiritually in terms of kind of his feeling are in as stark contrast as possible to the, the, like the, the, the blunted and, and, and kind of, I think, the blunted and, uh, the, what's the word I'm looking for? And just emotionless kind of cold days that he, uh, that he spends going about the business of operating in Deepa Mascar. And that is the contrast of Mach's world these mm -hmm. past weeks. Baron. Um, and then Baron. Uh, okay. Baron, uh, Baron, after talking with Drustin, has a quiet moment of contemplation with his god as he, uh, he offers a prayer and sort of with the divine sort of divination question thing and he says uh Mordidin, so you casting the spell I am doing it because why not okay I wanted to get what's going through his head yeah. I mean you could this could be part yeah, of it it's that's part good. of it yeah, yeah that's good what's going on and he says Mordidin, I fear my hands are stained with blood I'm in a city where if I'm to be discovered, I'll be killed, and we're being chased out of our heels. It feels like our goals are lost. Snowbane is dead. Uh, Taita Kasiko is a, a stone or a magical thing. Should we press on, or is our is our hope lost? Mm. 
Oh, that's a big we restart our save question. at an earlier point? <laughs> yeah. Basically, did I pick the wrong dialogue tree like six hours back? Did I kill a quest NPC and now I can't actually... Um, <clears throat> this is uh, the default ending. Uh, and there's the deep hole. So that's his question to his god. And that's where and his head's at. Remind me of this spell. Uh, how this is divination. Okay, you've had a couple. This is not the wheel and woe one. No, no. This yeah. is the fourth level one. Uh, ten minutes, incense, 25 gold. Uh, you ask a single question concerning a specific goal, event, or activity to occur within seven days. GM offers a truthful reply. or reply might be a short phrase, cryptic rhyme, or an omen. doesn't take into account other circumstances that may happen in the future to change the outcome. So you're asking specifically. Uh, is our quest Should failed? Should we press on? Hmm. <laughs> I feel like all the conversation and the questions you were thinking about asking were totally like not things that would totally break things wide open. I was like, come on, man, just ask us questions. And then the question you asked was exactly that kind of question. <laughs> Have I failed you? Oh, that's a great question, man. It's a great uh, question. My responses are limited. You must ask the right questions. <laughs> What's that from? AI? Or no, iRobot, excuse me. Old oh. Will Smith one? I haven't seen that. Um, that is the right question. Okay. I don't know. That's where his at. That's that's what he does. Do you want to tell us more about like the time spent uh, as Greg contemplates? I mean, there, is there more context to be asked that can no, 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 no. I've got the answer. Kevin really wants to know, so I'm dragging this out because it's like he's like, I gotta go. Um. 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 Just should we press on? I'm just trying to figure out the exact wording. Hang okay. On. Dude, game over. What? Oh, I'm, I'm not in a rush. Take, take your time. I want. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, it's fine to wait for the right thing. I know. I know. Yes, I'm getting Kevin. mixed signals it's between fine. Kevin and you. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't saying nothing. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm very close. This I'm figuring twice. out like one this more word. Twice cut one situation. I'm figuring out like one more word. Uh, Would you like a piece of paper? No, no, no. no. I, I, I don't need. Uh, I do not need help with tools of how to write things no. down. Um, He's numb. Mark was numb during the day. Evenings full of spirit and life, community. Mm. Empty. Mm. Heavy, heavy contrast. Hollowed out. The, the nights of the well. I think for oil, the days are cold. This period of the crunch. Like this is kind of like yeah. he's been like he's had stress before, but this okay. Is uh Baron. Here's Morden's voice. 
booming in his head, the same voice he heard standing in Moradin's hall. And he just hears, uh, the path to righteousness is paved with sacrifice. Okay. Well, that was <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Don't come back here. Sweet. That's bear. Oh, hang on. Okay. I took your wife first. Bear jaw. Oh, bear jaw. No, if you're I'm done. saying that was me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm done. Yeah, just I don't want. Uh, okay. Table noise while she's doing anything. No, it's okay. I'll, I'll make mine quick. Um, Berja uh, has enjoyed a lot of the violence uh, up, <laughs> us coming up into this God, and, and, so has made, some and has days. made no secret of her enjoyment of this. Um, oh, actually, ever. Well, really, no. Um, I mean, the main bit is it's nice to, uh, to kind of have free reign to do that and to have everybody like on that same train with her, you know, yeah. toot toot, let's go. Well, and you know, these people are bad people. They're bad people participating in a bad society. She doesn't like Deepa Mascari culture at all. It doesn't make any sense to her. And uh, she hasn't, like, seen the sun in, you know, 15 yeah. days or so. That's awful. Yeah, vitamin D's on the all-time It's low. gross. And, yeah, I mean, they're... Feeling a little sluggish. Need that vitamin D. And uh, <laughs> you know what I mean. That's and, so you know, so, like, there's that component, and, and that's been, like... For a while, and then all of a sudden, everyone's like starting to get ground down by this experience, and and because she's so she cares about these people, and th- that kind of wears on her. So it's this cascade effect of like, okay, now Baron's looking kind of grim all of a sudden, and you know, Dristan's like, fuck knows what's going on with him. I, you know, and everybody's kind of got these like ways of coping, but it's obvious that they're all coping with like some serious stress here, which in turn kind of stresses out Bearja, and, and in her her response to that is just to you know keep going, let's just keep murdering, it'll get better, you know. Her, her response is is that, but um, but it, it doesn't feel as uh, satisfactory. Uh, particularly in the case of the family that we just murdered. Um, not much of a physical combat. It's not. Well, she wasn't there. Um, and she probably wouldn't have jumped to it anyway. But mostly just because she knew that they could handle it. And not because of any particular moral you know, thing. More like, that's not hard. Right, no it's challenge. Not, it it's was not hard to combat. jump a, a bunch of kids you know, or, or family sleeping in their beds or whatever. Like that's not difficult. So why would you? Why? Why would you do that? Well, because you have to. Sometimes you just have to. That doesn't mean you like it. it doesn't mean you write it down in your book of great shit you did. You know, it doesn't raise the bar. No, it doesn't raise the bar at all. So for her, it's kind of like, ugh. But. I mean, really, what are our other options? Do we have better options? Do we? Sp- and they were weak. And they, I mean, if they died, yeah. Did they die? Yeah. We've got their yeah, faces. They were weak. That isn't to say that she'd like go around smacking children down like left and right. That's like if she had to. That is only if she had to, right? They shouldn't be so weak. And that's a very fine line to walk. No one but feels good about what it. what affects it though? What affects her attitude towards it is everyone else's attitude towards it. Mm. And everyone else's attitude about it is not on the whoopsie daisy. Guess we gotta go kill him. It's much more subdued, and so she reflects on that. 
And then there's the whole matter of, like, okay, and now you're telling me that my, like, childhood folk hero is dead? Like, please. Like, obviously there's more to that story. And that part of that is kind of her reaching for, like, some kind of, (laughs) like, excuse to be like, okay, you can't just go telling me Superman's dead. That's not... That's not how this works. Like, she's she's very uh, reactive to that because it just, it just doesn't feel right. That doesn't feel right at all. It's like no, that's that's a, that's that story goes back super long. Like you can't just be like, oh, and then Hercules died. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, the end. It doesn't do that. There's no the end. You can't the end this, and and so she kind of. Uh, you know, she's tr- she's just not thinking about it. She's just like, okay, I I hand waved. I said the cleric found her at the end, and you know, she popped back up somewhere. Hmm. Is she a little bit in denial? A little bit, a little bit, definitely, definitely a little bit. But she wouldn't tell you that. A <laughs> little bit, lot bit, a little bit, lot bit. entirely. Why? Why? Whole body had to tell. I'm not denial. Why do you want to fight so about it? So she's kind of like acting just confident that it's like, well, clearly she was raised. Yeah, so clearly cleric she found was. Her I mean, to go on to more. Obviously, adventures. yeah, because like. <laughs> I mean, more. We just start looking at the last said, place we saw her. Yeah, at the pool. Of souls. We need to go to the pool of souls. So yeah, that's where her mind's going right now. <laughs> She's like, clearly, that's where. Pick up the trail. Pick up the trail there. The end. I mean, Scrim. If you if you said that, Scrim would say. Yeah, Bear Dog would yep. definitely at least mutter it. But Scrim's not doesn't if, like that idea. No, probably <laughs> not. But please don't. I don't want to do that. Oh, and that that Deja person. Yeah, she really wants to like knock that block off pretty yeah. hard. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah fuck yeah. her. Yeah. They're just all in. That's... See, now we're all in on that murder, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. She's the worst. She's the worst. Well, Ted's the worst, well, but he's second worst. He sucks. The and with that. We will continue next week as the group will head to the Casico Experimentation Center. Yay! Come morning, on I expect IRL D- D20. Like, what happens when you have one of these things in the game? Yes, that's true. It crushes it crushes amazing wall. ideas. Yeah. We talk about various crystals of different like security. And like, well, here we have a variety of various shapes of things that all have different things. I'm like, well, value levels. Neat. It's like, what if your TV remote control could fast forward in life and like pause and rewind? That's what. It's almost like in the game is like. You're just like, you're dead. And-